Wait, cool. were we supposed to yell the N-word on three? <laughs> yes. Okay. I forgot. Sorry. You didn't. <laughs> Sometimes, Corey, it seems like you're just looking for an excuse to yell the N-word. You force hey, that it into some pretty weird In situation. In this day and age, we got a lot of pent-up feelings. Whoa. Just, sometimes you just got to get it out. You're like with That's why I like, take Xanax. <laughs> your parents Wait, no, what was, um, where you have to yell the N-word when there's a green light, right? What was Roseanne? Uh, uh, Ambien. Do you remember that? <laughs> Ambien. No. Oh, when she went on the racist tirade on Twitter and she said that yeah, she was yeah, yeah. Oh, it was Ambien? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Isn't Ambien like a sleep medication? Yeah, but you yeah. do go. It, does, do it go. does fuck people up, though, yeah. You do get rowdy if you don't fall like, asleep. Yeah. Is it like Chantix? It's like an instant blackout is what it is. It's, There's, uh, um, I've read like a bunch of weird shit about people um, like sleep, like doing stuff in their sleep in the middle of the night when they're on Ambien. They'll just like wake up and like go drive somewhere or like, like you know, cook shit or, you know, they'll just do stuff. Well, like in a total oh, blackout state. Yeah. That was the key to me feeding my car a sandwich was Ambien. <laughs> was it Ambien? Yeah. Oh, no kidding. <laughs> Holy cow. Uh, uh, the, to, the more you know, I guess. <laughs> Uh, well, anyway, welcome back, everybody, to the talk shop, uh, season six, episode ten. The ambient shop. Uh, we're talking about uh, racial slurs and uh, ambient, so we're already off to a good start. Uh-huh. All that's staying in. Good, don't cut it. It's content. It's free content. I'm actually going I'm adding uh, racial slurs to the beginning, as a matter of fact. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna just jam pack this. We gotta train. Um... There's enough of our vo- for there's for sure enough of our voices. We got to train one of those AIs, yeah, to make to make like a like a robot Sam or a robot Tom. We can make them say whatever we want. I would love to see a um, AI generated episode of the talk shop. You guys are smart. You should get on that. <laughs> I don't know if I'm that smart. I like but Breaking yes, be Bad. <laughs> <laughs> All they talk about is Breaking Bad. <laughs> well, we just took the you know. The largest percentage of your overall discussions <laughs> all the a- seem to be geared around Breaking Bad. <laughs> all the AIs just get drunk and slur through three hours. <laughs> <laughs> you, oh, shit, you got Nilo wafers? <laughs> That's a callback, ladies and gentlemen. That is a callback. <laughs> uh, anyway, who are you? Who are we? Oh, yeah, I'm Tom, joined today by... I'm Corey. And I have one question for both of you, and I've been yeah, thinking about yeah. it all day. Everybody well, knows the classic. Yeah, I know. I'm going to say it at the end. Everybody oh, okay. knows the classic. Everybody knows the classic. Uh, oh, you know, would you blow up a school bus of children to cure cancer? And I think that everybody with, yeah, a, the classic. Everybody, everybody with a reasonable mind would blow up a school bus to cure cancer and save all those lives, right? Yeah, probably. No. What is the number of children on the school bus before you take pause? Mm, I mean, how many people have cancer? There's millions of people with cancer. I mean, I guess if you want to take the principle to like the end, if there's like n people with cancer, if there's n minus one people on the bus, you blow up the bus. You would you would blow up like just nine, to save one person. You would you would you would blow up nine hundred ninety nine thousand nine hundred ninety nine. I don't know that I would, but I don't know where else you would draw the line. I don't well, know. Just, like, I want you to imagine you have a detonator in your hand. Yeah, and no, no, no. I, I I can picture. I'm just like. 
And they keep letting another little, 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 let's say third grader on the bus. (laughs) At what point can you no longer hit that button, even though cancer is going to be cured? I don't know. It's got to be, it's, it's, it would feel really anticlimactic, but it's got to be the minus one, one. Cause like, if it's not that, I don't know where else to travel. I don't know like what test to like put that scenario through to like. I feel like there's a point where you see like, they have to open the windows and arms out because they're squeezing more and more kids out of the bus. (laughs) The bus doesn't get longer. It's just like a normal bus with like 800,000 kids. Well, see, okay, this is perfect then. I was just thinking the brain has an amazing ability to rationalize things. So I would let it fill up till like it would start killing the kids anyway Mm. to put more kids in the bus and then I'd blow it up. No, then it's not your problem. You just close the doors. They'll suffocate. You didn't do anything. Yeah, but you, that doesn't cure cancer. I have to detonate the bus. <laughs> no, yeah, that's true. All oh, you did was kill yeah, the no loophole. Okay. The, 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 the great <laughs> deity giving you the cure isn't like going to let you off on a technicality. He's not like... <laughs> Wait, so then do, you not, do you not get credit for the kids that died incidentally getting into the bus? I think that a wise deity with the cure for cancer would catch on to that game. Sure. And would like, right. So let's just go ahead and go back to a magically expanding bus. So, I mean, you've got like a 10-kid bus, a 5-kid bus. So, like, it's a... a- a TARDIS bus. Yeah. Like Doctor Who TARDIS. Eventually it's possible you'll have like 500,000 little Jimmies on, and little Susies on this bus. Well, at that point, I just, I, you know, let's go for the record. Why not? What's the record well, I mean, of this children? Is... <laughs> What's the record of children blown up in a school bus? Oh, well, I don't know. I, I, has, I pres- wait, I'm, do you think it's ever happened? Do you think it's ever happened that an entire school bus of children has died at the same time? Has that ever happened? Yes, it has. When? Has it? Uh, the 35W bridge collapse. Oh, shit. Oh. All right. There was a bus that. full of children on that? Yes, there was. Oh, damn. And they all died? Uh, as far as I recall. That was a long time ago, though. So 13 I don't, people like, the died. The details are hazy. 13. Oh, look at Mr. Google over here. Oh, yeah. Now he's just going to say, oh, it wasn't actually a school bus. It was yeah, Google. an elderly man. It who was a short it bus, purpose. so it doesn't really matter. Ah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Google uh Google how many has, has like Google bus full of children explodes and let's get oh, some numbers uh, here. Hang on, real quick before we do that, I just want to interrupt. If you have cell phones on you, put them far me. away from your your microphones cuz I I think mine just started clicking. Mine's but far away causes, from my mic. It causes this super annoying click that's like very hard to edit around. You might have heard it if you listened to the last episode or the last couple episodes. So. Uh, I just did de- it because I just remember. The deadliest school bus crash in history, May 1976. Uh, a bus overturned on the Bay Area freeway off-ramp in California. When its brakes failed, the crash claimed 29 lives. Damn. That's the future liberals want. <laughs> bus crashes? <laughs> California, man. 1976, California. A, lib- nanny state. a liberal Paris, a paradise. <laughs> Biden's gonna flip all our school buses if we don't do something so, about him. Here's the thing. By the way, you my never name said your name. <laughs> my name's Sam. <laughs> oh, That's what I was doing. Okay, there. Uh, you beat me right, to well, it by two same, seconds. All right, we're Sam. Do you wavelength. press the button? I mean, so I have. I've. I've been thinking about this all day, and like, do I have to see the children? Do I have to hang out with the children beforehand? Do I oh, have yeah, to? There's a lot of. Do I have to like take think a about, tour of the funerals? Is there like a funeral tour? Think about like the future. Think about of all not all the people who have cancer now. Think about all the people who will never have cancer ever. Does the world? Does the world know why I did it? Do they know that I did it? Do I get to stay in uh, you know anonymous? There's so many factors, but I landed comfortably on the number of about two hundred thirty-four thousand people. <laughs> kids? Can you walk me through how you got there? Huh? 
Well, yeah, because like at some point you're going to die and face judgment, and it just seems like 300,000 kids is just too much. But it seems <laughs> okay, like so hang on. It just seems like at the same time if they were like you wouldn't even cure cancer for a measly 100,000 kids, it's like come on, grow some balls. So I mean, I landed at that because it's not the number anyone would expect. You know, they might not even have 265,000 kids available. They might like get to 210 and they're like shit we're out of kids and then i'm like well that's your fault not mine what oh, was that number shit. again sam 264,000 i this i'm looking this 000. up now the average school bus is 72 capacity so that is 3,666.6 school buses uh detonating simultaneously and i feel i feel good about that <laughs> i feel okay with that <laughs> all right let me hang with this school buses Okay. All right. Anybody want to guess how many new cancer cases there were in 2018? Oh, please tell me it's like 263,000 or something crazy. No, like that. 17 million. Oh yeah, that's a bargain. That's so the the 234,000 kids. That's 1.3 percent of how many people got cancer that year. Yeah. That's nothing. 300,000 done. Easy. No judgment yeah. there. Sorry, Timmy. You picked the wrong bus. I'm afraid. Now here's the twist. Here is the twist. All right. You blow up the school buses and the deity turns to you and goes, the cure for cancer was in the pocket of one of those children. <laughs> oh, it's a monkey paw situation. <laughs> oh, no. But it was fireproof. And now- so you'll now have to dig through the body. <laughs> I just thought I wasn't planning that part. <laughs> one man kills him. 264,000 children. And now he has finally entered the Twilight Zone. It's like on the kid at the bottom of the pile. You, you, the you first one. Oh, no. Oh, my God. You wouldn't be a human at the end of it. You, it would take you. That would take you months. You would have to stop and take breaks. You'd have to stop and take meal breaks. Dude, Imagine you'd be at like, it for months. They're out baking in the sun all day. <laughs> damn. Jimmy Johnson. God damn it. Just more Pokemon cards. Wait, wait, wait. I have a question. Would Jimmy John's <laughs> delivers a turkey wait, wait, sandwich. Wait, wait, wait. Like, How would you get the opportunity to do? There would be like, do you remember when the condo collapsed in Florida? Imagine like that times like a hundred, like the response. Do you have any idea how many people would be on site where all these buses blew up? You that, would that adds, never get to those kids. That has a ticking clock element because then they're like trying to clean up the bodies, and you're like, no. You'd have to take the long count. You'd have to become like a medical examiner or something, like as quickly as possible. <laughs> I'm still going by like this is a miracle thing where like the bodies are kept in a room with the sun mm. baking and like you know it's it's a it's agreed upon that you you will be free to dig through the bodies and the pieces of You'd people. have to volunteer for cleanup. Oh my god. I want to make nice. that Netflix should budget this. Mm, yeah, yeah, that sounds great. That'd be a great great show. <laughs> They'd sell a lot of subs uh on this this original I'm series you, just imagine just the seed opens like okay just this is like you know breaking bad had one of the best pilots of all time speaking of breaking bad picture this it opens netflix presents this is a pile of dead kids there's <laughs> <laughs> uh. <laughs> a guy like digging like an arm here a leg here it's all starting yeah. to rot and decompose and he's just like <gasps> Every, yeah, everyone like, is just weeping. Yeah, he's got like a yellow hard hat on. He climbs he's like, up. It's gotta be here. He's got it a system. He's got a system of ladders out of like this mountain of dead kids. He climbs up as Jimmy John's gets delivered. He takes the sandwich out and takes a bite, and then like, just starts. <laughs> some poor Jimmy John's like pimply faced delivery kid is like throwing sandwiches from the bottom of the pile up to the top. 
he starts bawling, you know. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't see any problem with this. Cancer this Kids, episode one. Cancer Kids. I think we could get a better title than Cancer I'm Kids. I'm sorry that I, did, I didn't, like, I was just going to ask how many kids it would take to blow up a bus, and when then it became awesome. How many so. kids it would take to blow up a bus? That's a different question. <laughs> Probably take at least. Like, I mean, if the bus is already rigged, it'd only take one, right? You just that actually, click the button. Do, do we? You know, it's crazy to me that there are people with like the ability and the figures in their head to do the math of like how many kids you'd have to lay down on the street to stop a runaway school bus. Wait, what are you saying? Yes. Like, if you just lay them <laughs> down and the school bus is like flying down, let's say like a San Francisco style hill. Yeah. And you know, school bus crazy wide. taxi three. <laughs> High ruler. And you just lay down kids with nothing else to stop it except the kids. Like, it's going to crush a few, but probably by 10, it's going to lose its, its traction and flip. 10? Right? No way. You think it's more than 10? T- I don't, going down a steep hill? What does a school bus weigh, like 10 tons or something? I no really way. have no idea. I don't know. That's what I was... I didn't want to overestimate. It wouldn't take like school 100 kids, School bus weight. <laughs> 24,000 my- pounds. I don't think 10 kids are stopping a runaway school bus. Wait, like 24,000? It's 12 tons? Yes. A school bus? Yes. 12 tons. Like a what? normal yellow sound, school bus? That yes. doesn't sound real. Yeah, that sounds a little bit exaggerated. All right, Google it. No. I'm not. I'll just trust you, but that seems... I mean, I didn't <laughs> know school buses were thick. Oh, yeah. They're lead-lined in case of nuclear blast. <clears throat> well, they're cheap. You know, they're like... They're like cheap and mass produced. So and like you've seen school buses, they all rust to hell. They're not built out of like light, like aluminum and stuff that like people who make, uh, like car makers who make cars that they care about lasting a long time. They're made out of like steel and iron and shit. All right, they're really heavy enough. and they're huge. That's true. That's true. Could be right. Just doesn't sound right. Yeah. And if the, and if the bus right. is full of dead kids, I can see it easily. Oh, yeah. Like a woman president. <laughs> it just doesn't sound right. <laughs> There's something about it that's just... <laughs> I just can't place it. <laughs> I don't know what it is. There's only two words, really. Woman, president. But the words Something just, about... One of those words just doesn't fit. When they come out it, together, one. it just seems like there's a problem. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> anyway. Are <laughs> you wanting some real topics here? Yeah, sure. Sure. Uh... Yeah, we got some pretty good topics, I think, lined up. Um, how dare you enter my domain? Aww. Oh, talking she to my dog. So I was gonna say all hmm. I heard was like a ooh, and I didn't know it. Close that door. Do it. This is all getting cut out. This it's, is unacceptable. How I'm, glad, I'm glad to hear that things actually get cut out, but I have a feeling that it's not going to be. Oh, it will. No. <laughs> it will. It will. Excellent. One second. God, can you believe this guy, Sam? I don't even know what to say. Drives me nuts. I don't... Never get married. We set... We set time out of our <laughs> day, and we show up, and what are... We, we're just a couple of I come, third wheels. I come to play. I can't play. believe this. You know what I mean? I come to play, and sometimes I just feel I like... I play to come. Sometimes... <laughs> <laughs> okay that's the cold open all just right. copy that all right all right <laughs> all right well i'm glad we wrapped that up in a nice little bow <laughs> Whoop. all right 
You want to talk a little bit about Death Loop? Let's, uh, yeah. Any loopers? We talked about we it. We talked about uh, Death Loop last time. time. I think well, you went, you know, We did, but I now I've, I've played it. Uh, I've beaten it at this point. Oh, shit. Yeah, so. Can you okay, get this quick. dog out of here, please? <laughs> I know, she's very sweet. Okay, just get You gotta beat her up. Oh. Teach her a lesson. All right, can you please close the door now, please? Mr. Left hook. Guy. Uppercut. Guy. All right. Curb stomp. Flying frog splash. Okay. Sorry. Death loop. <laughs> yes, I've beaten yes. it. Yes, okay. I will say one thing about it. Okay. First thing. Single player mode, mandatory. Yes. Th- those, those invasions are triggering as fuck, dude. They're broken. They just don't work. <laughs> oh, that's, oh the, that's the problem. Like, I, if, it, it was, if the connection was flawless and it was like any other shooter or whatever... I wouldn't really have a problem with it. But the guy's lagging across the entire map and impossible to shoot. Like, I'm not just going to sit there and get plugged over and over because the guy is not where I'm actually aiming. He's like 15 yards to the right. Yeah. Or at least that was my experience. I don't know if you had a different one and it's just like people are just trolling. No, it's just people skipping all over the place. Yeah, I mean, it's just, it's not playable. It's not fun. Yeah. And even, I don't know, maybe maybe I'm just a wuss, but even if it worked well, I'm not sure how much I'd enjoy it. I kind of just want to play the game. I don't want to like get griefed. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> There's something about it that feels if it was like a gameplay mechanic, like the AI is doing it or something, it would feel less griefy. But like, there's just something about knowing that it's like another person just fucking my day up. Yeah, they, well, they have <laughs> to go out their way, way to select that I want to be the person who goes into games. Yeah. So oh, there's we do like, a little trolling. Yeah, yeah a guy just clicks the button like he just wants to fuck some people up today. Yeah, I don't know, and well. That being said, if you play on single player, the AI playing Juliana is like so beyond retarded. Yeah, like, I think the AI in general is probably the weak point. I would say. Yeah, they're pretty stupid. It's pretty. It's pretty thick skulled. Like the game, the game would be a lot harder if the AI was just a little bit smart. You can get away with a lot of bullshit. Yeah, but uh, especially but yeah, like I guess if you stealth, basically, like at the beginning of the game. You know, when you can start uh, saving things throughout your loops. Mm-hmm. I forget what that's called. Infusing, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, I found a silenced SMG. <laughs> Once you have that, it's game over. Because regardless of what unit you're attacking, all the like, there's no variety in NPCs, basically, except for the gun they're carrying. Yeah. And one bullet from that in the head is a kill instantly, every time. So you, I, I remember. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I was just gonna say, like, so if, if you have a silenced gun and you're sneaking around, you'll never get caught ever. And then if you get that one uh, slab or whatever, the skill, the the magic power, where you can start linking people, you can just clear mm. entire rooms and no one will be the wiser. It's like that. There's like that and Skyrim was the like the bows. Yeah, exactly. So like. If you're going to have a stealth element in your game, you have to make it compelling. Like in Skyrim, once your sneak's high enough and you have a bow, you'll never get caught. That's like, it's, that's, you can t- always tell when a game's not designed around stealth, right? I told like two different people when I, when I was first start, like playing that game, like the first like two hours of Deathloop or something. I told like two different people the same thing, which was like, I'm kind of glad, like if, if, th- if I had a silenced pistol or a silenced game, 
or a gun, this would be the easiest game in the world. And I hadn't I hadn't found one yet. I, I had like the nail gun thing, which is cool, but it takes two shots. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and so I was like, you know, you're going everywhere. You have to like kind of plan your pathing and stuff to like get close to people to knife them and, you know, not get spotted. You know, you have to do that stuff. Yeah. So that's, and that's then I f- compelling. That works. And then I found a silenced gun and I was like, oh, okay, this, game, this, this game's game actually over. just over. It's just too easy now. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, so... I've also been... And you I, can tell also... Oh, sorry. Just one, one quick thing. Yeah. I, you can tell also um, how... What they were focusing on when they balanced gunplay in any, like, stealth FPS like that, if it was, like, a PC or console-based. Because, like, in this game, you get into any kind of bind. If you're on PC, it's just... It's too OP. You can, The aiming and stuff is too easy. You're yeah. just, like... Like, three people spot you. You're like, bop, bop, Well, bop. even like, the auto-aim no on PlayStation, because I played at PS5, the auto aim is like you snap to people easy and it's like so easy to start popping headshots after a while. Like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, I was playing Metal Gear Solid 5 again recently because I can't help myself. Uh, <laughs> but uh, so, okay. To preface, Deathloop apparently has adaptive difficulty. I heard that too, yeah. I, I have not observed yet. it at all. I beat the game and like it never felt like it got any harder based on how I was playing. Yeah. Um. But Metal Gear Solid Five does a a version of adaptive difficulty that works really well. So like you're on the Afghanistan map, you're doing your thing, you're going to bases. If you play a certain way, like um, if you're sniping from a distance and you're just popping headshots and no one knows where you are, then you go in and complete the objective. Eventually. They start equipping helmets, and until you get like the OP sniper rifle near the end of the game, you can't kill them in one shot. So yeah. they'll be able to see you, right? Or like if you sneak up on people, they'll start wearing like shields on their backs, or like there will be more cameras. Like that makes so much more sense. Like it adapt, it actually adapts to how you're playing. Deathloop, I, it's apparently there. That's what people say, but. It was literally the exact same throughout the entire game, and I never felt like I was in trouble ever. Maybe it is actually adapting, and the average player is just so bad. But it, it <laughs> adapts the, to the, the average intelligence. That we're seeing. Like it doesn't, it's, just, it's not player-specific. It's just overall. <laughs> Where we've maxed out its capability. Yeah. Everybody else is too stupid. Uh, oh, speaking of... Yeah. MGS3 Remake has been was that confirmed no Sam, it's not officially that, right? confirmed but it's definitely in enough it's definitely enough buzz around it that it seems all but guaranteed yeah well konami okay. has strangely very strangely recently been like oh we're gonna start doing video game stuff again instead of pachinko machines which is like <laughs> i mean i'm excited for it i love a lot of konami games but i don't know it's really bizarre and like oh, i don't know it really, really depends who does the MGS3. I hope it's just a remaster. We don't need a remake. Don't touch it. Uh, don't. I think yeah. Do anything a with the content. Would be weird. Like honestly, all you have to do is upres it to 1080 at the minimum, just like they did before. You know, like Bluepoint, they had a great remaster set on both PS3 and Xbox 360. Ran great. It's that's all I want. I don't want, you know. Don't change the style. Don't mess with like the the story. Don't mess with the voice acting. Don't re-record things. Like leave it as is. It's good enough. Like it, you know. I don't know. The 
there's very few games where I would say that, right? Because like it's but it's Kojima, right? His he has like <laughs> for better or for worse, the game is a Kojima game, right? Like there's things that are annoying in every Kojima game, but it's always distinctly has his reeking odor on it. <laughs> and if you start like tampering with that, if you start putting a little deodorant on, you know, patching up some things, then it's just like, what are we doing at this point? Like I don't know. I am very skeptical at this point that Konami is going to do that any justice because they obviously don't care much for Kojima. So I was going to say, imagine if they made so they much own. money on Plinkos that they decided to to re uh, remake it horribly just to destroy his <laughs> legacy. Like, imagine if they were that petty. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, they've done. I like I, I, every I don't time know that they're that petty. Every time you but shoot like snake shit in his pants or something. <laughs> <laughs> well that would Anik. be a pretty kojima thing honestly Anikana made a he has tons of pants. shit and piss jokes in every game that's true he does i that yeah i just really have a disdain for that kind of humor so that was the worst thing i could think of I don't oh know. well <laughs> mgs4 captain shits his pants I then becomes that. like the all-american action hero <laughs> yep, i hated that that was such a terrible plot line <laughs> Wait, what happened in this so who is this okay. guy at in the beginning of metal gear solid 4 you encounter this this random soldier. It's literally a random soldier. He's wearing a mask. You don't even know who it is. And he's like, "Is uh, you might have to fill me, remind me, Sam. He's like shitting in a barrel, right? Yeah. That's he, when you first encounter him. He's had trouble. He's caught like a parasite from being overseas or something like that. He's literally got explosive diarrhea that's killing him. Like, it's that bad. And then he goes away for like all of Act 2. <laughs> but then he comes back in Act 3 and all of a sudden he's like this most like the the most badass Delta Force operator that ever existed. He ends up, he ends <laughs> up getting the girl too. He gets Meryl. Yeah, he, I was gonna say, yeah, he gets, he gets the girl. Snake's he gets girl. Meryl. Yeah, <laughs> he's Mister Steelio girl, but he also shits his pants for the first third of the game. And there's Snake like literally by a barrel shitter. There's like lore. There's like lore behind it too, because in every Metal Gear there was somebody shitting their pants. In the first one, you know, you you meet him, and then in the second one, if you're listening with your. Uh, you're trying to find out where somebody is, and you're using that uh, sonog- that sonograph. Oh, in the yeah, in the basement area. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. Uh, and you hear somebody crapping themselves in the bathroom. If you point it at the bathroom, and this guy's family to them. Apparently, they're all like related. It's like a lineage thing. Look it up. It's like the lore. Is that behind- true? Oh yeah, I'm dead serious. Like- <laughs> That's so funny. And the funny, th- there's one in Metal Gear Solid Five as well. Is there but in five? Okay. Yeah, you. You know the uh, audio cassette tapes that are scattered all around? Yeah. There's one that's just a recording of a guy having explosive diarrhea. <laughs> I can't remember. Supposedly there's one in Who three. Who recorded and that? And it's why? It's supposed to be number uh, three, and it's like their great-great-great-grandfather or something my, like that. The, like, do you think they bought they bought uh, like a license for like a pre-existing pants-shitting sound effect? Or do you think they had some dude in a booth? No. They, it <laughs> Imagine like, you I, finally I, get a job with Hideo Kojima. <laughs> I got right, the part. Well, you need to shit your pants. Yeah, right, I want uh, you to shit your pants. You mean just like make noise? You must do it. I just. You mean like make the sounds? No. Full <laughs> on pant loading. Uru. <laughs> pant loader. But the only thing that pisses me off about that in Metal Gear Solid Five is I can't set that cassette tape to be my helicopter song. <laughs> <laughs> it's very upsetting. <laughs> it just flies. It's just like <laughs> shitting helicopter flies in. Okay, I, t- 
Maybe if the, if, if I really don't like, like bathroom humor, but that would actually be hilarious. If there was miraculously a chapter three released, I would hope they would patch in that feature to any audio cassette. <laughs> just, you could have, I, I'm not. You could as, have the conversations of with Miller and that one. I just Native love American the idea guy of talking about just, hamburgers. Yeah, this year. I just love the idea I'm of not Snake, put like up. putting Go like ahead. a cigar in his mouth and like smoking, and he calls for his ex Phil, and then the horizon all he hears is. I'm not as put off by the bathroom humor as I don't like. I it's not. I don't really think it's that funny, but I don't like hate it. But every single video game that has a level with a bathroom in it has some kind of toilet humor. You can't go into a bathroom in any video game without some kind of like shit or fart joke. It's impossible. Was there one in Half Life One? Um, wasn't there one that one dude who gets like eaten by a head crab on the shitter or something like that? That sounds familiar. I haven't played it in a while. But yeah, I I don't know. I think like game devs at heart are all just like eleven year olds. <laughs> True. We can't have a toilet in our game without somebody shitting in it. What's the point of having a toilet? <laughs> True. Yeah, I don't know. That's just funny. But anyway, to bring it back, I am a maybe too cynical of, uh, for um, MGS three remake. I don't think it's gonna be. Unless Here's, it's just faithfully restored and not... If it's a remake, no way. If it's a remaster, sure. See, what I happen to know is that they... And you may have seen this or maybe not. There's a Plinko machine for Metal Gear Solid 3 where they yeah, redid oh yeah. a bunch of the uh, the FMVs Character models, right? Yeah. yeah. Yep. And it looked good. I have no complaints. Oh, yeah. I mean, they, they literally well, went through just about the whole game in that Plinko well, machine. I watched it. The funny thing about that is those renders of like Big Boss and uh, the boss and everything are in the Fox engine. The same engine they used for Metal Gear Solid 5. Oh, okay. So it's... That just, like, pissed me off when I first saw it. This was years ago at this point. Uh-huh. And it's just like, okay, now you're, you're literally using one of the best optimized engines I've ever played on, ever. And in, you're just... You're using it to render backgrounds for your fucking pachinko machines. But it is what the Fox engine is actually crazy. Yeah, it, it, it really is. That that could have changed video games in general if it had gotten out to the public for sure. And then they released Metal Gear Survive. Yep. Which is a big pile of dog shit. Did and you then ever they play it? Touch it again. Did you ever actually play it? I ne- well, okay, yeah, I guess so. It could be good now, for all I know, if they patched it. But the early videos I was watching on like streamers and uh, reviews and all that kind of stuff, it just looked so uninspired and buggy and awful. I was I, just curious if your fandom had overtaken you and you'd given it a shot. I uh, I, it's no Kojima, no Metal Gear for me, honestly. Yeah. Speaking of Kojima, I'm such a stand for the guy that I bought the uh, director's cut of Death Stranding literally just to have it on my shelf, literally just to support this guy that I'll never meet. It just felt like the right thing to do. Yeah, I mean, the game didn't sell well. It's funny. Is that true? There was like there was a great interview with Kojima where they like um they were talking about how a lot of his games seem prophetic, right? Like Metal Gear Solid 2 literally is like so pertinent to today. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. I just replayed it recently and you're like I can't believe this was a thing that people thought of or one guy thought of in like 2003 or whenever that game came out. Um and Death Stranding in a weird way it kind of was too cuz like with COVID and everything you could kind of compare that to like the Death Stranding event. I don't know. Every it's like splintered and it's all about reuniting everybody, you know. Um, and he said, they at they said, have you noticed that some of your games are prophetic? And he's like, yeah. 
But uh, I think if they actually were, they probably would have sold better. <laughs> and he was referring to Death Stranding. <laughs> and uh, I thought that was pretty funny. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I guess we can start. We can talk about that a little bit. The director's cut. You can. Uh, You're I've, the only one that's played it, I think. So. Oh yeah, I guess so. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I I had picked up Death Stranding when it got the PC port. Uh, I guess that would have been like the beginning of 2020, I think. And. I enjoyed it on PC. Uh, had a good time. I got a good chunk of the way in, not too terribly far. But then as soon as the director's cut was announced, I was like, okay, maybe I'll just hold off. I'd like to play this on PlayStation 5 running at 4K60. I think that would be the way to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, lo and behold, I think it is the way to do it because it looks gorgeous. And it performs excellently. I have not noticed like a frame rate stutter at all uh uh content wise you know if you want pure unadulterated unfiltered unchained kojima at his most kojima death stranding is for you because it's like you can tell there was hey kid you want to deliver some packages (laughs) the yeah only kojima would make a game about being basically a fedex man <laughs> like the lore the, uh, like oh the lore the, is so it's funny. like one of the funniest things in the universe that i've ever heard in like anything fiction is the lore like the rogue male people who like try to hunt you down and steal your packages so they can deliver <laughs> because them instead. they're it's like the funniest shit mail they like <laughs> they, their urges overcome them and they have to steal packages because they're so their funny. parents were mailmen that turned bad yeah that's <laughs> That is one of the most ridiculous things. And the weird <laughs> thing is it's like it all melds in the universe. Like you can tell he's just they, like there's justifications thrown in to explain things just like there is for anything. But it's just the bizarreness of it is seems that seems way less bizarre than having a baby in a tank that you can see ghosts with. Right. Like mm-hmm. There's a lot of weird stuff going on. So it's kind of one of those things where it's yeah, it's funny when you hear it, but it like in a weird way makes sense. I'm not gonna say it makes sense. It doesn't make. Yeah, sense. Yeah, I was gonna. I was <laughs> gonna count you yeah, out. No. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's like it fits. Uh, it's like it fits. um, it's like like all the arguments about like stuff in superhero movies too, and like whatever, like what's realistic, what's stupid, and we're, like it's like like the baby thing. I feel like when you if you're doing like a sci-fi thing or a whatever thing, like you construct a whole new idea. And as as long as you like set up those rules and you can work within that and it's all fine and whatever, even though it's all like obviously ridiculous, but like it's fine. Like it it passes through the filter of like the suspension of belief, right? Yeah. But then with like the the delivery thing, you're dealing with stuff that like already exists, and you're like trying to like spin. You know, that's not like a new thing that you created. It's like all of these things already exist, and you're just trying to pretend that it's like Like, totally different than it really is, and it like. It's harder to buy. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Well, the the funny thing is, they call them terrorists in the game. Just leave it at that. Mm-hmm. Just say they're terrorists. Like they're operating to cause fear and terror in people. You don't sure. need this. They wanna, like whole, they want to keep the nation divided. I just love the fact yeah, that exactly. everybody you has don't need to... this whole justification that these people are addicted to delivering mail to the point where they <laughs> become see, terrorists. Can you see just see Kojima in like a writer's room? Uh, and there's like a gameplay guy. He's talking about. Okay. Well, yeah. Well, you know. Uh, like for the gameplay loop where you know we need to bring packages from point a to point b but that's kind of boring you know we want to add maybe some some conflict in there and so we're gonna have some guys come trying to steal your packages and kojima's like 
why are they stealing your packages? <laughs> <laughs> and the guy's like, fucking, I don't know. They want them. They need <laughs> resources. They need resources to survive. It's uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And literally resources. And Kojima's like, no, we need to do better. And that, see, that's, that's the that's the Kojima factor. That is definitely the Kojima it's, factor. It's yeah. completely out of left field. You have no idea. The the you can always be certain that the explanation for things is not going to be something you would ever think of <laughs> ever. <laughs> like I love it for how bizarre it is, but the only thing that ever bugged me about that is the entire conceit of the game is like everybody's stuck underground and they can't live above ground because of the Death Stranding event. And there yeah. are entire colonies of these terrorists thriving up there on the the topsoil. Well, I, I, I guess the the idea is it's dangerous, right? Like with the time fall, when it rains, you grow older. Yeah. Another weird I think they, thing. I think they justify it by saying something to the effect of the Death Stranding senses that they're evil and leaves them alone or something like that, if I remember right. Mm. <laughs> but, uh, oh, man. That's even. That's also a Kojima thing. Like I'm trying to so remember, e- they're so evil yeah. that the the spooky ghosts leave them alone. <laughs> oh, I don't know. Well, this is all. You know, it sounds like I'm ripping on it. I kind of am. There are things that are rip worthy in the game, but overall, I don't know. It's unlike anything I've ever played. There's a lot of memes about it being a quote strand type game. Like that was Kojima's. That's <laughs> yeah. how he described it. But he's not wrong. There's not really anything like it. It is kind of its own thing. Like the 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 whole gameplay loop is like you. I don't know. I remember delivering pizzas in Spider Man Two. That yeah. seems like kind of the same thing. But you're like you're managing cargo. You're loading yourself with, with like literal comic amounts of packages. Like where it's like a a leaning tower of pizza. Yeah, you're gonna your do back. it at some point. You're gonna have like 800 boxes just stacked on top of you. And you're yeah, and you're just it trying looks to ridiculous. cross a river. <laughs> yeah, and it, but and the the funniest part about all that is like it's both serious and insane at the same time. Like, and they it just works like that. Like, so you have this ridiculous amount of packages. You look like a complete joke, but like your character is like. You play Norman Reedus, <laughs> and he's just like suffering through it, like it's this whole slog, like it's the, it's like a very serious thing. He's like trying to unite the country, but you look like a complete joke. I don't know. It's just a very weird marriage <laughs> of like what you see versus like what's going on, and I don't know. It's a very interesting game. Oh wait, wait. I'm sorry. I don't mean to shit on this game. Can I bring up one more super funny thing? Yeah. How you find out in the beginning that the president is your mom and you had no idea? <laughs> yeah, the, I, well, yeah. Oh man, I yeah, forgot about all that. Hilarious. I forgot then, about all that kind of stuff. And then you're, <laughs> and then there's other weird Kojima stuff. Like, okay, so it the, was weirdly erotic. So the mom, the mom part. You know what I'm talking about? Oh yeah, where she like tackles him onto the ground. Yeah. Well, that part is also <laughs> hilarious. She's like lay, bedridden with cancer, literally. And she has, like, tubes and everything connected. She's on, like, EKG and all that. Once Sam says, no, I'm not going to... I'm not delivering packages to unite the country, basically. (laughs) She, like, gets this burst of energy out of nowhere. Like, dives out of bed. (laughs) Rips all of the cables. Knocks over all the medical equipment. And then climbs onto (laughs) you. And then it's like, you have to do it. And then dies. (laughs) It's just absurd. And... That character model for the mom is just an aged up version of his sister. They're like the same actress, but one's had like, you know, 
the aging effect applied to the character Would model. sit on the 5G for too long. But then the weird thing is the actress who's playing the model for your sister doesn't voice her, but she voiced the mom. And there's just a bunch of weird stuff like that. <laughs> like, I don't know. That's just like such a bizarre thing to me. Kojima has a weird obsession with like certain very specific famous people. And it's kind of hilarious. Because he really wants to be making movies, but his style would not transfer well to movies at all. Uh, well, the movie would be like four and a half hours long. Yeah. <laughs> what he needs to be, he needs to be like, he wouldn't be a good director, but he would be a good, uh, I don't know, like a creative director or yeah. some kind of like meta guy. He, he would be like, he needs at least like two layers in front of him. Between yeah. him and the finished product. Like, like <laughs> handling his, like where he's like, nobody else comes up with ideas like him. Like no, nobody. It's not even close. Yeah. Right. That's his thing. But he needs people to like turn those into products. You <laughs> you can't just like unfill at least for a movie. I think it yeah, works for a movie for, games. for gaming. He, but for a movie, I want to keep. You him, can't just yeah. take like an unfiltered idea and just like make a movie. With no, it. I want to keep him in games. I mean, I think that he's found his calling, and I think that he fits perfectly there. And I want to keep. I I want to keep playing his unedited visions. I mean, that's the yeah. thing. I don't want to see a. I don't want to see a shined up version of it. Keep bringing me the weird ass Kojima. I'll keep investing the. 40 to 50 hours it takes to play his games. I'm fine with that, honestly. And it, do we know? It's not like any, he... Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Oh, I, sorry, I'm going to change the subject. You can go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, it's not like he hasn't evolved either. Like as... Because if you recall, in Metal Gear Solid, there's a certain problem with uh, cutscenes and dialogue being way too long. <laughs> Like, just never-ending conversations. Jack, do you remember the day we met? And it's just like, I'm just trying to save the game. Can I please just save the game? Why are you talking to me for 45 minutes about that time we went to the Chrysler building? Yeah, most of the time when you're saving a game, it's not because you plan on playing for another for another hour. <laughs> yeah, and then, you, then you're just like... <sighs> and then you just have to sit back and watch this happen. Um, So, early on, that was a, a kind of a common criticism is like... Well, I mean, even Yahtzee, like uh, the escapist, he does zero punctuation, right? He His critique was Kojima's in dire need of an editor. Then Metal mm -hmm. Gear Solid Five rolls around, and he goes the complete opposite direction. There's no dialogue in that game. You hardly have any idea what's going on. And then it kind of balances out in Death Stranding. Like, there's long cutscenes, sure, and they all have that weird Kojima dialogue Especially near and the end. vocal delivery. I think I I'm the only one who's end, beaten so. it so far, right? Yeah, definitely. You, it gets long-winded at the end, for sure. But I'm sure it's not like Metal Gear Solid 4 after credit scene that's like an hour and a half long. Uh, in my head it is. Oh, God. I'm right. pretty sure. I'm <laughs> well, pretty sure there's a two... To to. I'm pretty sure there's a two to three hour movie at the end. I'm pretty... Oh, if, I remember, if I'm remembering correctly. Three hours? I All I know is that I think I like beat it, quote-unquote, at like 11.30 or midnight, and I think that I was still on my like in front of the screen at 2.30 or 3. Oh my god. <laughs> trying okay. to wrap it up. Trying well, to wrap it up. Oh no. Yeah. But you'll have to confirm that because there's, you know, I'm, my brain I've learned likes to, for the sake of humor, exaggerate things. And uh, there's a, you know, maybe it was 15 minutes. I don't know. In my head, it was like three <laughs> hours long. Oh. But uh, I was going to say, like, from what I've played so far, it has, I haven't had that. Like, yes, there's a lot of 
explanations for every little thing that you're doing. Every time you get a new item, there's like a phone call that happens where it's like, this is what this does specifically. And then there's like the story justification for the thing happening. I don't know. There's a lot of that stuff, but it's not like as long-winded as it was in like MGS3, 2, 4, or even 1. You know. Oh yeah, it it was really focused on gameplay. It was very focused on the walking and traveling element and connecting with other people to build roads. Like I it was my number two game of the year that I played it, and I'd said before that I'd been thinking about letting it crack into my top ten games of all time. It definitely has a it, it definitely has a very united focus on its message, its theme, and the gameplay loop that I've never seen so you know, flawless and thorough in it. Um, do you remember what number one was that year? I don't. I was actually trying to remember. Uh, it must have been a Soulsborne. I think that was Sekiro. Wasn't that the same year? Oh, uh, was it Sek? I would stand by that. That would be close, though. If it was Sekiro, I, I mean, year. I could. Yeah. P- let me. I'll pull up the Megasode list real quick because we did talk about it <laughs> in during the me- Megasode. In the meantime, we look that up. Yeah. Uh, do we know, Sam? Maybe do you know? Do we know what uh, Kojima's next project is? What he's working on? Or the only thing the, the only thing he said about it um, is a very Hideo, Hideo Kojima kind of thing to say. Uh, he wants to do a world that adapts in real time officially. He got some of the way there on Death Stranding, and now he wants to take it to the next level, and he just wants everything to be actively evolving. Okay. Um, the rumor is Silent Hill again. Um, that's true. Yeah, with the whole abandoned the, thing. Yeah, that's the rumor is that he's going back to Silent Hill. Uh... Probably not Death Stranding two based on the sales numbers. So, but there was one tweet I, from Norman they... Reedus that where he was like, "Yes, Death Stranding two is in the works." But again, that's just Norman Reedus. So. I'm surprised they were disappointed. I, I, just from a quick Google, it looks like they chipped five million units. That seems pretty decent. That's for over two exclusive? platforms, though. I think for PS4, it wasn't that hot. Okay. When it released I mean, on I, PC, I don't know what it cost them. Maybe they were expecting it. way more, but. Um, and just to interject quickly, yes, it was the same year that uh, Sekiro came out. So okay. okay, yeah, yeah, that's tough. I stand by that though. That does that does add up. <laughs> Sekiro is a, a great game. Oh, that's masterpiece! Game They're both game. masterpieces, but Sekiro was more of a gameplay experience, which is probably why I gave it that that edge. And I that's that. mm-hmm. I think that's the only like Souls ish game that I actually like stuck with for a long time. I don't know something about the the ninja samurai aesthetic seemed to work so well and just the everything felt a little snappier and like countering i don't know well you don't have to go on a huge tirade about sekiro we already talked about it (laughs) yeah get out there and support hideo kojima though the dude is one of the geniuses of our age especially uh for entertainment and i think philosophically too to be honest as we've said a lot of his stuff is prophetic he's a great mind and i literally went and bought uh the director's cut for ps5 not because i have the time to play it but because i just felt like i needed to give him my money Oh. Fair enough. If you play it, it'll be something you haven't played before. That's about the only guarantee. I can't. Is he publishing his like own it. games now? Uh, he has. I his know own he went out on his own. Sony. Oh, it's for so- okay. Yeah. Okay. So Death Stranding, I believe, is a Sony IP. Like Sony owns it. If I'm not mistaken. Yeah, because Wait, when Konami, actually, when, when, uh, yeah, because well, when Konami fired him, Sony snatched him up. Yeah. And basically said, "Make whatever you want." Yeah, that sounds about right. Um. Anyway, that was so I have of, something I want to talk, talk about, about that's, that's very different, just to yeah, kind of get away from video it. games for a little while. I had an experience over the last two weeks, and okay. I've mentioned before that as I'm getting older, I'm trying to improve myself. I'm trying to 
center and be a better person. I'm making real efforts to do that in every aspect of my life. That was challenged <laughs> over the last two weeks. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, there's this guy who I've known for uh, many, many years. I was more friends with his brother. Um, and I'm not going to name him because it'd just be kind of weird. Um, my only real problem with him is that he had kind of an ego. He went uh, down south to become famous, uh, to be a famous singer, like a lot of people do. And uh, the only real, th- like, he's a nice guy. There's nothing, like, truly bad I can say about him. Everybody else in my family and every and around loves him. He's got good charisma and everything. Is I forget exactly what he was talking about. Something about music to somebody. I, it wasn't even a conversation with me. I was sitting on a chair listening to him talk to somebody else. And he like did that really like uh oh, I hate I hate the attitude about it so much. He was you know something to the effect of I love that you can say so authentic and indie and really just follow your own vision. I'm all about that top forty life. Like I'm gonna be a pop star. I'm gonna be number one. <laughs> uh, and I mean yeah. and that that's just some. So that's my whole problem with him. Like I just want to make it very clear. It's pretty petty. It has nothing. He never wronged me in any way. Um, there's no great rivalry or anything. We've maybe said a hundred words to each other in our entire lives. He's not taking up a whole lot of rent in my head. Sure. But it always bothered well, me. Well, it's not personal. He just, you know, he bugs you. Sure. Yeah. <clears throat> um, and I recently found out that he and his wife um, are TikTok famous. And like really TikTok famous. Uh, like a million followers. Oh, shit. Um, and I went and I referenced that with everything. Like, uh, like some of the best celebrities on there, how many followers do they have? And I mean, they average about, you know, two million. So one million is huge. It's it's they're making money off of it, essentially. Like they're they're celebrities in some facet of the world. Um, and that oh my god! So standard redhead reaction, right? My initial thing immediately was rage and like uh, <laughs> <laughs> like how could this happen? <laughs> and I stopped myself as part of this project, and I was like, you know, let's evaluate this. I was like, really, let's evaluate this. Let's go on the journey and catalog why this makes you so angry. Let's investigate it and let's explore it. Does that sound like something you guys want to talk about for a minute? Cause there's a lot in it. It's very interesting. Dude, in it's so opinion. hard to be happy for people. Yeah, it is really hard <laughs> to be happy. So the first thing I did, and I think this is the, the most human reaction that you can have is you go to invalidate and, and discredit everything they've created. Right. That's like the first thing you're going to do like, Oh, they don't deserve it. So I go in and I watched a few videos because it just so happened that they popped. The way it happened actually was I was scrolling through TikTok and um, they popped up and it was him. And I was like, that looks like this guy. And uh, sure enough, it was. It definitely was. And I was like, what the hell? This thing has like 700,000 likes. And I went and I looked and I, that's how I found out. Um, so I went and I watched a few videos. It is the sappiest stuff. It's literally it's it's his wife is clearly the content creator. It's literally like one of the videos is um, it's her looking at the camera and it's like, I wore the outfit I wore on our first date two years into marriage. And he remembered and it's her sitting on the couch and he comes down and he goes, oh, babe. And she's like, what? And he's like, that's the first outfit you ever wore on our date. <laughs> and it's like, there's absolutely no fucking. <laughs> yeah. like, it's so scripted. That's I funny. love my wife. I genuinely do. I have no idea what the hell she wore on our first date. She could wear it, and she would be looking for me to recognize it all night, and I literally never would. Um, Wait, Tom, for for your wife, that would be the uniform at the place you used to work, right? That is correct, yeah. So it's not, <laughs> it's not it hard be, for me to remember. How weird would it be if you walked into the other room? And she, <laughs> she, she, was she was wearing that. I'd say, oh, babe. <laughs> <laughs> you remembered. Outfit. 
Yeah, first, I mean, <laughs> make me a frosty. Uh, no, but <laughs> hey, don't dox me. Just kidding. I work the Dairy Queen. We don't have that's to that's on canon. Yeah, okay, You've okay. talked about it publicly. I wouldn't yeah. like give new information. That's you told where many I met my wife. She also Queen. worked Listen, at the same Dairy Queen I worked at. Listen, Sam, how many times do I have to? I don't remember shit that I said like two months ago. We, we've explored right. Tom's time at Dairy Queen like thoroughly. Like that's not a secret thing. I think probably two episodes ago, my brain he talked about that making Frosties away. at Dairy Queen and turning them upside down. Yeah, I was going to say, like, I bet. Yeah, this is uh, Frosties are at Wendy's, Sam? Oh, I'm sorry. Shit. What is it? Yeah, Blizzard? Blizzard. Oh, my God. God. Blizzard. Upside down, right thick. When okay. you're as fat as me, you just eat it. You don't care where it's from. <laughs> 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 it's just all food. <laughs> it's all food. It's all ice cream. <laughs> Doesn't matter which one it came from. He just go. He goes everywhere and asks for a frosty. I'm just that guy that grabs the ice cream like uh, with his hand and just shovels it into his mouth. And then drops <laughs> off. I'm just that guy. Um. So it's stuff like that. I mean, it's you know, it's um, her. It's it's them in the McDonald's drive-through, and he's literally, and he's like, "Oh, there's a dude checking you out." And she's like, "What? No!" And throws her hoodie up and closes it tight, and is like, "Get behind me, Satan! I'm all yours." It's like that's what it is. That's wait, content. Satan is all. No, it's like, it's like, it's like, it's like her being cute. There's a comma in there. It's like, you know, it's like, oh, I don't want other men to look at me. I'm all yours. It's just cute stuff like that. It's, you know, it's, it's playing your relationship is perfect for, for, for likes and views. It's, you know, whatever. So I watched that and I was just like, normal behavior. I was like, oh, this isn't, this isn't artistic. Like I'm an artist. Like I have any, (laughs) any right to have an opinion on that at all. But again, I'm being very honest because I really explored this. I like, like I spent a night like going through these steps, but that was first step. I was like, oh, he's got him. You know, he sold out. He sold his soul. That's why he has a million views. And uh, (laughs) if I made that kind of stuff, I'd I'd have a million followers too, but I wouldn't. I mean, everybody knows that I've tried YouTube and I've tried things and I failed miserably because I don't have the charisma or talent. True. But I I know you well enough to know that it would eat your soul trying to make content like that. Well, that's, and you would make it, you're skipping ahead a little bit. You're skipping ahead (laughs) to the resolution of it. (laughs) So then that unlocks the real secret of it, right? The reason, the only reason I found that I ever get jealous or petty or anything like that is because somebody's, somebody has what I want. That's the root of it, right? Like if we're going to really be real about the emotions that we feel, um, I want to be, some kind of, of popular on some kind of social media. We make this podcast, right? I think we'd all like to see it getting thousands of downloads a time uh, instead of four. Uh, four is a good um, number. That's a nice even number. Um, so that's where it's I don't at. want more people downloading this podcast than I would invite over to my house. Really? More than four, I'm done. <laughs> um, so that is what the root of it was. And I guess we'll skip ahead because you you've kind of said the main thing there. What I ultimately ended up on is that it's possible to be happy for somebody, especially if they've been successful in something that you wouldn't want. And Corey, exactly what you just nailed, where I landed was that I don't want to make cute, weird content like that. Like, I wouldn't enjoy it. That wouldn't be anything. Like, imagine if I got, it would actually be kind of like one of those monkey paw things. If I got stuck in a cycle of having to come up with cutesy shit like that um, to maintain followers and keep that popularity. Um, it would be kind of nightmarish because I am just not the, oh, babe, that's the outfit you wore. Like, that's just not me, you know? Yeah, I, I, I think, like, the times when I've, you know, experienced the same thing, you know, the jealousy, whatever, the like, that stuff, it's when, like, it's not when someone else has what I want, it's when, uh, like, someone else got to something that they want, like, by doing the same things that I'm trying to do, you know what I mean? Sure. So, like, maybe, like, like career success or something, you know? If it's, like... 
uh you know so it, sam if it's like you if like you got a huge promotion i'd be like oh shit that's awesome but like i you know i don't i'm not a, you know i'm not in that game you know it doesn't like i wouldn't feel any kind of weird jealousy or anything there but if like my coworker or something who i do the same thing as got like this huge raise or something you know then then it's like then that's when that creeps in you know what i mean yeah yeah tom you're creative have you ever experienced this i've never had I've literally never known like a famous person. I've never known, and, and TikTok famous isn't really famous, but I mean, I've never known anybody with that kind of success or anything. So yeah, it was I really mean, something like, that, that dag- daggered me. So I'm just curious, have you ever experienced anything like that? Uh, to a degree, yeah. Because like, you remember, we all remember the, well, maybe you don't, but in the old days of like the podcast and stuff, I really wanted to do like an online, you know, kind of like media creation thing as like something i would want mm-hmm. like i that i wanted to do indefinitely so i would like stream and stuff and uh or make videos and all that but you know obviously it didn't get any <laughs> like there was no success there so I, obviously i'm not going to keep doing it um and you know it's i think it's part of like the slow crawl to being coming more jaded <laughs> As you get older, <laughs> as you start seeing like people younger than you doing the same thing that you tried and they're successful, and it's just like, ah, I tried that, you know. But I also have like a if there was like a an organ in your body that just produced shame, it would be working <laughs> overtime in my body. Like, the, <laughs> there's so few things that I can do or like creatively where I don't feel any shame whatsoever. Like, there's you mean that, in the moment or like when you look back on them? Well, both. I mean, like that prevents me from doing a lot of stuff, frankly, if we're getting deep right now. Like, mm-hmm. I don't, and there's no basis for it. Like, it's, I understand that it's irrational, but every time, like, if I go to record music, it's like, I, I shouldn't sing. I, like, my voice isn't good. You know, you know like that kind of stuff. Like, well, sure, why sure. would, why would I record a guitar riff when John Petrucci exists? It's like that, that kind of thinking is like, doesn't make any sense rationally. Yeah. But it's just like, I don't know. So I think it's more shame motivated than anything <laughs> is what caused me to stop. But I I see where you're coming from as well. Like, see, I think we all know. I mean, it's, and it's all, that's why I was excited to bring this to the group. Was as much as we're like we're all very different people too. Um, and as we all know, I was born without human shame. I just was. <laughs> I just don't. I don't have it. I just my mentality is that everything is part of your journey. There are things I definitely wish I hadn't done. A million things I wish I hadn't done. A million things I wish I hadn't said. All that kind of stuff. But I will gladly talk about them and laugh about them and hopefully grow and improve from them. I don't have... Shame has never held me back. I'm writing a fantasy novel right now. I'm 34 now. Holy shit. Uh, (laughs) I should not be doing that. Um, But I'm not ashamed of it. I don't care. It's what I do. And... I'll mm-hmm. sing a song and record it, and I, I'll never say that it's great, but I, I, it never holds me back. So the fact that I put myself out there in some things and can realistically attest to the fact that the quality is not where I feel like it should have been, and maybe I'm just not inca- not capable of creating the content that would be worthy of, you know, success. Um, that's the hard thing to admit for me, because we all run on ego. Like the minute your ego dies, kind of your drive dies, in my opinion. Um, like if you're doing anything, you you have to have some kind of ego behind it. Um, if you're doing it with ambition, you can zone out and just zombie through your life. But if you're if you're trying for anything greater, there has to be some ego behind it. 
Yeah, um, I mean, yeah, I think that's that, that. I think that rings true. Like I don't, you know, I I'm not trying to dox you guys, but it's pretty public that you're IT. I mean, I like mm-hmm. you. I sure. know, I know for a fact that you happen to be very great at IT, uh, Corey. You have a reputation that surpasses your station, because um, the medical world is very small. <laughs> and uh, I refuse to believe that there isn't a little bit of ego to the fact of your station and the fact that you're very good at what you do. And I think you know that when you wake up in the morning and roll over to your computer because <laughs> you get to work from home. <laughs> I think barely conscious. I think there's no some ego on. there. I really think there has to be a little bit of ego behind that. There is. Yeah, I I think. That's the thing I like most about my job is the fact that like the things there's there's other people that count on me to do things that I that there's like how you know however however long the list is you know it's not huge but like there's there's things that like people need done and that they know that they can count on me to do that thing yeah. like that I I get a lot of fulfillment from that See, and I think that's fair I've recently gotten I've been having some success I would actually call it failing upwards in my career um <laughs> I'm getting to a place where I'm starting to gain uh, somewhat of a um, reputation for being reliable and being somebody who has good ideas. It's very new for me, uh, to be honest, where I'm being invited into bigger and bigger rooms to kind of share ideas. And uh, I've had to really watch because my ego likes to swell. <laughs> like it just does. It just, I can't help it, man. And I, I think it all feeds itself, right? Where it's just like, I might not have been funny on YouTube, but now they're letting me talk about patient ratios, and that's the same thing. <laughs> same, that's it's just as good. I'm medical famous. Yeah, so, <laughs> and I'm not. I want to be very clear. Like I, I literally like. Well, you haven't I'm blown not. up a bus full of kids yet, so. Yeah, yeah, I know. True, true. Though. Well, he hasn't been given the opportunity. I, that's I'm true. Telling you, Netflix. Get you just got to wait around. We can help the each bus. other. <laughs> <laughs> I've got the ego to make digging through dead kids the hot thing. um hot commodity yeah so that was a cool i I like discussing i mean like so anyway i think that the death of ego is simultaneously necessary to quell jealousy and rage but is also required to maintain healthily if you want to have ambition and that's what i landed on and the way i made peace with this because i was i'm downplaying it now because it's been about a week and a half since all this happened which is the fun thing about recording but I mean, it was a rage that kept me up like till about two in the morning. Yeah, isn't <laughs> like, it crazy how like, like shit like that just gets in your head like, like so creeps hard into your brain? I yeah. was doing that pre-bed scrolling on TikTok, and uh, yeah, it kept me up till the like, doom scrolling. Yeah, and it kept me up till like that three in the morning just because I was like, <laughs> how could he be more successful than me? We're all supposed to be miserable. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, yeah. And yeah, now, that's true. I think there's some good insight there. I agree. And now yeah. for something completely different. All right. Oh, I got something completely okay. Go different. Go for it. What's up? Uh, I started reading the newspaper recently. <laughs> the local right. newspaper. This is something I have never done in my entire life, but for some reason I had the urge to start doing recently. I guess I'm an old soul. I like... Uh, doing the crosswords? I haven't done any cross... Well, that's a whole We do a little puzzling. There's, that's something I'll get into at the end of this. <laughs> um... So one thing I've noticed all throughout growing up, just I, the only thing I would read in a newspaper was the funnies, right? Like, especially yeah, the Sunday paper, because there was like, you know, it was full color printed. It's like, oh, yeah, the peanuts, you know. Yeah, it was the funnies and it was the Best Buy ad. Because I like to see the vi- pictures of the video games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or like Toys R Us or something, right? Yep, um, yep. But all of the, the, like the standard issue, like weekly issue funnies were always like, 
like oh that must just be grown-up humor i bet you have to be a grown-up to understand that fast forward to a little later i'm older i understand it the jokes that are being told they're just not funny yeah but now i've reached a point where i think the funnies in newspaper have completely come full circle with me to being hilarious because they're like like a post irony like this is yes, so not the, funny it's funny how bad they are. yes it is it's <laughs> okay, hilarious okay. it's so fantastically funny how somebody could write these massive air quotes jokes and think they're funny that to me do is, you think they think or, or do well, you th- so that's the thing so if you write a, a, a comic every day in the newspaper yeah. for your whole life there has to be a certain point where you just start phoning it in there's no way you can you can't keep I don't that understand. spark alive. <laughs> how are these comics and paper, like syndicated papers and stuff? How are those like lifetime gigs? Why don't they just like hire someone with a funny comic for like three years or whatever, and then fucking kick them when they're gone? Because nobody can write a joke every day for more than three years. <laughs> you know, so yeah. you like documentaries do a lot. You know what documentary I'd watch is about the CD underground comic game. Like Sunday newspaper comic game, like all the people trying to be up and coming. Oh, is that a thi- Is it like like the late shows and stuff? There's I mean, like there's, a whole like there's politics gotta game. Be something, right? I mean, it's got to be pretty yeah. hard to get nationally syndicated as a comic, but everybody wants it. I'm sure, you know. Yeah, yeah. I'd like, and that's actually funny because there's some comics that I, you know, there's a lot of comics that I recognize from even my childhood, and they started, you know, like decades ago like marmaduke yeah. and things like that and garfield <laughs> and then like yeah. there's these ones that have been they've been going for so long and then there's some that i don't recognize that i presume have started in more recent times one of them is literally literally drawn in ms paint you can tell and it's not drawn well <laughs> like it looks like trash what do you know what it's called uh well let me pull up a newspaper i'll tell you right now go for it uh, because I get them digitally, of course. <laughs> oh, of course. All right, let's see. St. Paul Pioneer Press is the current newspaper of choice. It is called Reply All. Too poor for the Star Tribune, huh? Look up... Re- no, no, no. Uh, Star Tribune, that's a communist rag. I'm not reading that. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's something my dad would say, I'm sure. But um, Reply All by Donna A. Lewis. Reply All comic... It's awful. It looks awful. Oh, it's like nationally syndicated. Yep. The Washington Post. This looks terrible. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's the thing. This <laughs> person's in the Washington Post? Yeah, yeah. I don't know Oh my! how God. many people you have to suck off to get that spot, but... It's not even like... I'm <laughs> just kidding. Just you kidding. know... It's just bad, bad. It's not like I'm talented, but I'm drawing this badly as like an art style bad. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like bad, bad. Yeah. It's like they're That's trying, but failing. Crazy. Um, <laughs> All right. Well, it doesn't look like they're failing. Well, yeah, failing upward, I guess. But uh, anyway, here's an example I posted in our group chat. This is a three panel comic, you know, standard setup. Um. And well, are we gonna do like a like a table read here? Well, it's only one person speaking. Yeah, there's so only that. one. There's only one <laughs> okay, never mind, never mind. And it's the buckets by Greg Greg Craven. All right, so it's like this older gentleman talking to a younger kid, and it's he's saying, "I don't use old quote old man words." Next panel, I speak in hip up to date lingo. 
next panel that you kids let go out of style that's the joke that's like the McBain in the Simpsons that's the joke (laughs) (laughs) it's not funny (laughs) at all and there's so many like every and it's not just one or two comics it's every single one half of them aren't even jokes it's just a description of something and it's not there's no like punchline it's just like an observation but it's not even a humorous observation it's just like have you noticed how hot coffee is (laughs) good one yeah it sure does cool it's down after a few hours. Not a joke. Yeah, if you leave coffee out, it starts to cool down. Can you believe it? <laughs> that being said, you know what? You want to know what I'm sad about is that uh, I had a comic strip that I loved as a kid called Foxtrot. Oh yeah, I remember. And Foxtrot. I thought Foxtrot. I mean, it was comic. It was Calvin and Hobbes and Foxtrot, and uh, I check in on Foxtrot every once in a while. And man, I don't know if it was ever funny, but it certainly is not now. <laughs> well, well, that's like uh, that reminds me. Family Circus. I used to read when I was a kid. Oh, yeah. And I thought that was uh, funny. There was literally a, a one-panel comic that was like Jimmy starting his first day of school, and it's just him waiting for the bus with the backpack on, and that was it. <laughs> it's like, what is... Is this supposed to be funny, or is this just like... Cute? Yeah, I was right, had a, had a busy though. week. I mean, yeah. It's just like... He's just like bedridden and he just like on like a Stephen Hawking computer just taps out sentences and people transcribe <laughs> them into comics or something. I don't know. It's it's so bizarre. Some of these guys have been doing it for 20 plus years though. Try to be funny every day for 20 plus years. Possibly. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And he can fucking get him out of there. They Nobody reads the newspaper anymore. That's true. I, yeah, like, I it doesn't really matter what they do. The newspaper's in like a normal thing. Like there's no, there's probably, literally if I surveyed 10,000 people my age, do you read the newspaper? I would be the only one that said yes. <laughs> I'm pretty confident. Yeah. Like that has a, I don't know. I'm not, and that's not like a braggadocious thing or like some kind of hipster better than thou thing. No, it's I, just re- true. I realize that's ridiculous. The better thing. on vinyl. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, to kind of go back to um, what you mentioned before, the, the uh, doing the puzzles, right? So I get. Basically, I just signed up for the Thursday paper and the Sunday paper physically, and then everything else mm-hmm. is digital. Obviously, anything special about the Thursday one over any other weekday? I don't know. That was just the options they had, and I didn't want one sure, daily. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and you obviously can't really do the puzzles digitally, especially with the way they send them to you. It's like just a PDF, but it doesn't have like editable text fields or anything, so it's just like a picture. It's like, you mm-hmm. might as well just send a JPEG of somebody holding up the newspaper. Like, that's, there's no difference. <laughs> um, so anyway, Thursday has passed. We're recording this on a Saturday, as per mm-hmm. usual. I didn't get my freaking paper. <laughs> You're telling me. <laughs> how many people have, first of all, have a physical paper subscription these days? Probably also, not very many. I'm only getting it two days out of the week, and you can't deliver it on Thursday? Like, it just didn't show up. It never showed up. I'm going to try. I'm going to. I'm crossing Porch my fingers. Pirates, dude, they take everything. <laughs> I'm crossing There's my fingers and hoping the, the Sunday paper actually shows up. But if it doesn't, it's just like, how can you. How do you screw up this? This is like so. Such an old system. This is the only thing you do. Yeah. <laughs> this is. There's you exist paper, to do this. a dead old paper boy who hasn't delivered. Had to deliver a paper in about four years now. And they're delivering him the one paper that he needs to drop off to is stacking up on a porch. And that guy's dead. He's, you're never getting that paper. 
<sighs> anyway, that's that's all I had to say. Boomer Comics. Have, I think uh, your house is just cursed, Tom. Like the stories I've heard the last like month. Anytime you try to get anything delivered, it just gets fucked somehow. I I, don't, I guess I'm in like some kind of weird. <laughs> you like, like Am- Amazon and like Uber Eats and DoorDash and the paper, just like no- everything's fucked. Nothing There's works. always something going wrong. <laughs> I don't know what it is. Especially, like, there's some baffling DoorDash ones. We don't have to really get into it. But I've had some doozies of attempted DoorDash deliveries. Of people that, I guess, just don't know how to read house numbers. <laughs> or just, like, the most baffling decisions. Anyway, I'm done uh, about my tirade about the newspaper. So, what else we got? Hmm, you want to hit on Chris in the Wind? I suppose we should, huh? We're at a yeah, one hour and twelve in. minutes. Yeah. All right. Well, oh. let's cue the uh, cue the music. music right now. I close my ears. These bands all had a moment, and that moment's gone. All these songs Pass before their ears to mediocrity Crust in the wind All they are is crust in the wind And we're back with Crust in the Wind. How about Uh, that song, everyone? How about that intro song? That took... All of five minutes to write. <laughs> I expect that the royalty should be coming in because it's definitely going to be played nationwide on mm. every Red Rock radio station. Um, All right, so the album this time around, we listened to Project Regeneration, Volume 1 by Static X. Yes, Static X, of course. Early 2000s techno-industrial metal-y band that did... Push it, yeah, you push it, yeah, you push. It. You know that song. Mm-hmm. If you don't think you've heard it, you have heard it. I'm sure. <laughs> True. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, that's their that's their breakout hit, right? Like that's the big the big single yep. that they're known for. They, I don't know how popular they got. They must. They're kind of in that era of like, you know, like Powerman Five Thousand. Um. The early 2000s, different kind of rock setup, like something you'd hear on 94 slash 93X for regional radio stations. Uh, but yeah, so this album came out 2020, which is strange because their lead singer passed away in 2014. Wayne Static <laughs> is the guy's name. <laughs> I shouldn't laugh because he's dead. May God rest his soul. Uh, I think we said last time, wasn't it a drug overdose or something? Uh, yeah. Was Possible it alcohol and pills? Substances. I thought it was. Oh, yeah. Yep, 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 yep. That was it. Um, but he is. He can be heard on this album. So that's one interesting factoid. Damn, I wonder how long they were sitting on those vocal stems. Yeah, it's bizarre. They went on hiatus for a long time and this just popped up. I remember seeing it yeah, on they Spotify. They came back six years and after I was like, died. wait a minute. Static X released a new album. How'd they do that? The guy that the band's named after is dead. <laughs> How is that possible? 
but yeah, lo and behold, here it is. Project Regeneration, Volume 1. All right, let's go around. Let's get the score. Negative 5 to 5, you know the drill. Sam. Zero. Okay, Tom. This may shock some people. I'm going to say two. I have two, too. Yeah. I, I have. A, I went in. I was ready to... This is of like all of the ones that we've done for this. Uh, I was expecting to hate this one like about as much as like the Scott Stapp one. And, you know, and like, like the low... This was like... I regarded this as like the lowest of the low, okay? And I listened to the whole thing. I think I listened to it twice. Like 1.8 listens or something. Like I listened to it almost twice. It's it's just like <laughs> it's like the new Power Man Five Thousand album, but just not as good. And That's I give true. that a three, so I'm give this is this gets a two. It's I have got I got a soft spot for it. I can't lie. Yeah, I think I we were still doing one to five. I think when we did the Power Man Five Thousand, I think I gave it a four if I remember correctly. Okay. Um. Yeah, not as good as that. Only because I think. Power Man Five Thousand is more self-aware than. Well, they're way more self. They they do like wacky, goofy shit. Yeah. Yes. Um. But the whole time I was listening to this album, two things came to mind, and this I guess this is kind of like at this point for some of these albums we're going to be wrestling with a certain degree of nostalgia. Obviously. Yeah. I think that's just kind of a given, but it's still worth a mention. And the two things that came to my mind were Unreal Tournament and Red Alert, Command and Conquer mm. Red Alert. This could easily, well, a number of these tracks could easily be the soundtrack to either of those games of that <laughs> time. Like they, they sound distinctly like video game arena shooters or like those RTS games. That's the whole I said, impression I had the whole time. I put in the Talk Shop Discord that... It sounds like they got wind that there was going to be a new Matrix movie, and they wrote this entire album to just try to get into the end credits. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I could see it. It's like of that era, right? 1999, I think the Matrix came out. Mm-hmm. That's kind of wild to think about, actually. That was really far ahead of its time, wasn't it? The Matrix. Anyway, back to the album. <laughs> just a, Just a thought. Um, Sam, your thoughts? Yeah. Uh, well, I definitely listened to the album because I would never not listen to it. And uh, <laughs> just off the top of my head, what I would say is uh, Project Regeneration Volume 1 is the seventh studio album by the American industrial metal band Static X. It was released on July 10th, mm. 2020 by Otsego Entertainment Group and distributed by The Orchard Music, a subsidiary of Sony Music. It's the band's oh. first solo album in 11 years following Cult of Static, which came out in 2009, which I did listen to and enjoyed quite a bit. I mean, I listened to this one too. Obviously, how else would I know all this? Of course, <laughs> right, sure. Yeah. Their longest yeah, gap between studio albums to date, and their first album not on Warner Bros. or Reprise Records. Um, huh. That's a very good head, insight off the top yeah, of your head. You know, uh, Static X frontman Wayne died, as you said. Uh, Campus felt it was too soon and did not want to revisit any recordings they did until 2016 when Trip Eisen contacted him with the idea to reunite and begin writing music for Static X Reunion. And that's kind of how we got it. Um, let's see, as far as how I felt about it, I would say that I'm very in line with, uh, Sputnik Music, as they called it a labor of love, and Drive Tribe called it a brilliant mix of the fast industrialism that made Wisconsin Death Strip so awesome. And I definitely agree with that. Uh, really, I guess all that I can really say is, respectfully done, Project Generation Volume 1 is a fun and technically proficient reminder that Static X was ahead of their time and perhaps a little underrated. 
Though this, through this cathartic process, the album serves as a love letter to Static and their loyal fan base, a respectful tribute that both honors his legacy and adds an unexpected new chapter to their discography. So yeah, wow, that's, that's I, awesome, Sam. How I yeah. felt about it. <clears throat> did you listen to it? Well, I'm glad you felt that way. I, I'm very sorry. I did not listen to the album at all. I just time got away from me this this couple weeks. Rip. But you did listen to Cult of Static. I did listen to Cult of Static, and I liked True. their style a lot. I listened to that one, and I think that was kind of like where I lost motivation. Was that it was a band that I I felt like I blew my load on last week. I'd kind of said anything interesting I could say about them. Um, I like their style and. If their guitar work is as good on this one as it is on that one, then I would say it's probably pretty solid. Yeah. Well, that's fair. They, to be completely honest, all their albums to me kind of sound the same. <laughs> They're not like uh, reinventing themselves on every new release since, uh, I don't know, whenever the band founded 2004 or whatever it was. Um, yeah, it's it's still in that same vein of like the industrial kind of grindy, dirty techno sound of that era. Um, I don't have like too much more to say about it, honestly. It's it's like a trip down memory lane, but it just came out last year. Oh, I guess a, a couple of things. So they have a new front man, the mysterious Zero, which is capital X E R. The number zero. Uh, very cool. <laughs> um, and he sings the majority on the majority of the tracks of this album. To be frank, he is not as good as Wayne Static. <laughs> There's, I think, four songs in this album with the original Wayne Static recordings, and they are noticeably better, in my opinion. Which kind of begs the question, why would you not just do an like an entire album of these recordings i'm presuming they have more if it's the volume one clearly there's gonna be a volume two right oh it's pending they're working on it so it's like just do one album with the wayne static vocals well i guess they want a tour i'm sure and they want to have their their time in the sun again but uh i don't know i the new vocalist just doesn't grab me he's not uh not the same. He doesn't have the same kind of intensity and energy that Wayne did, in my opinion. Would you see a Static X Power Man 5000 tour? I mean, probably. <laughs> <laughs> if they came we to We almost town, went like... to the Power Man 5000 show. I remember we were That's talking true. about that for a bit. <laughs> um, That'd be a, that would be a good pairing. It might be weird as fuck. Though. I can't... The crowd... I, I, I cannot, go to a lot of I, shows. I, I cannot yeah. imagine the crowd for that show. I go to a lot of shows, but they're all kind of like the same people. I can't imagine what like a Static X concert would be. <laughs> it's like how I'm getting ready to go see AFI uh, yeah. at the beginning of next year. I do not know what that crowd is going to look like, but I have a feeling I won't be the same before and after that experience. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's just weird, man. It's weird. Um. But yeah, I mean, I guess I don't really have anything else to say. Does anyone else have any closing thoughts? Sam, do you have any uh, salient points like you had off the top of your head earlier in this discussion? I think I said everything I could, except that I'm sorry, and I'll listen to the album next time. I <laughs> yeah, no worries. Um, Corey, anything else? Uh, No, pretty much it. It's like Power Man, but not as good. That is uh, a good summary. Uh, What's next on the docket? Next, we have... 
Attention, Attention by Shinedown. Oh, oh no. I have to break boy. my promise of promising all this. <laughs> <laughs> I immediately retract my previous statement. That's going to be a doozy, dude. <laughs> That's going to be a tough... I actually can't wait to hear that. That's going to be awful. <laughs> I'm optimistic. Uh, I, lo- I really... I still stand by Shinedown's first album. I thought that was great. Which one was that? You know, staring down the barrel of water. Oh, yeah. yeah. That wasn't their first album? Damn, they came yeah. out swinging. I think that was their premiere album, if I'm not mistaken. I could be I don't wrong. know anything about this band or like who's in it. Oh, I don't know anything at all. They were called Southern Rock, which I never thought made sense. If it you're from weird. the South and you make that kind of music, that doesn't make it Southern Rock. Leonard Skinner is Southern Rock. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, it was until the fabled plane, plane crash. Well, no, they still they're still going. His brother or whatever is the singer now. Do uh, they still like tour and stuff? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Damn. All right, they bounce back. I guess so. Freebird. Anyway, all right, shine down next time. Um, action, action. You said right. Attention, attention. Oh. Come on, man. I'm I'm hoping for a stinker. It's better content for the. It's for the true. Segment. When there's yeah, when there's something. I mean, like. Chevelle. <laughs> or like trapped. Those are the, Dude, that's the trapped the, that's one the good was stuff. That the trapped album was unbelievable. Well, actually, bad. the saliva one was pretty bad too. That's right. Yeah, because like, he's just like, I'm gonna fucking beat you up every song. It's like, okay, yeah. <laughs> calm down. <laughs> no one's so fighting fun. you. No one yeah. even knows you exist anymore. Just stop. Yeah, I'm hoping for something like that. But I could see that again for real. Totally open for something new and exciting, a reinvention of, you know, a play on something we, uh, we've already heard. Um, actually, talk, speaking of concerts, we should talk a little bit about the concert you and I attended, Corey. Yeah, we should. So, um, recently at the arena here in Minneapolis, we had the pleasure of seeing... Lamb of God and Megadeth. Mm-hmm. Uh, Megadeth has been on my concert bucket list for a while now because they're obviously, well, they, Dave Mustaine, who is True. Megadeth, is yeah. uh, kind of aging before our eyes at this point. It was touch and go. He had throat cancer last year. Uh, kicked it, he- and now he's, uh, he's back touring. Yeah, he's never had a particularly great voice, and he's also really hard on it, which is, you know, as it gets worse and worse over time, and then he got throat cancer. Yes. <laughs> so, <laughs> but he wasn't bad. He wasn't he, bad. He was noticeably tired, though. He yeah, looked tired. He, it was the end did. of a tour. So, we found out at during the show that this was the last show of their tour that they just did, which I had no idea going into it. Um, I've never attended a last show of a tour, but mm-hmm. if they're all like this, well, that's okay. Only for Megadeth was I like, okay, these guys are a little exhausted. They need to go I saw Blink-182 at the end of a tour and they were exhausted, which I don't blame them one bit, but it definitely took away from the show. Yeah. They I, had zero stage presence. Me and, uh, Fireside Tom saw Dream Theater once on the last show of a tour. Were they tired? Uh, I don't know. They played... Like a two hour and 45 minute set. <laughs> they could have been that tired. <laughs> Jeepers. 
Um, they played like t- <laughs> they played like two full albums back to back. That's insane. That's some stanima. Um, Lamb yeah. of God was cr- they were yeah ridiculously good. Lamb of God that concert was everything I thought a Lamb of God concert should be yeah. and could be. Like exactly, it they was at a eleven of, the whole time. They played some awesome hits from old albums. They played new stuff, which is still good. Um, dude, when Walk with Me in Hell came on, that was some yeah. hype. And then they had the pyrotechnics, like fire and stuff. That was awesome. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, that was an ex. I, I would go. I not not just I would go. I want to go to like a full Lamb of God show now. I really want to see like a full length set. And Randy Blythe, man, he's not young anymore. And he's been Dude, screaming a, a long time. <laughs> I don't know how he doesn't. I, I don't know. know either. It's I don't know anything about singing. I know that like technique-wise, um, like some of the guys who do screaming stuff, like they're just destined to fail. They're going to fuck their voice in like 10 years and never n- never be able to do it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then other people, you know, you've got like Devin Townsend and stuff who who've been doing it for like, 30 years and they still sound as good as they ever have like because uh, there's just something they're doing that works apparently randy's one of those people because he sounds like he's like just trashing his voice all the time and he smokes like a chimney but but he sound he sounded live as good as he as he ever as good as he ever has yeah and he was still like running around jumping like that yeah that was an excellent example of like a last show on a tour thing like <laughs> and the funny thing is every band that went on before Megadeth was like hyping up the show, right? Like this is the last show. We need y'all to go crazy and start losing your fucking minds. Then Megadeth comes on and Dave looks very tired. And it just kind of, the first couple of songs just took the wind out of my sails. It's like, okay, I'm happy to be seeing Megadeth, but like all this hype built up to like, not much. Like I didn't, uh-huh. but at the same time, I like <laughs> I have never had cancer. <laughs> so like <laughs> fair. He he kicked it and then he went on tour immediately after. So that's that's like a that's got to mean something, right? Like that's that's impressive. And uh yeah, I mean, good on them. He still plays guitar as well as he ever has. He is still shredding the same licks that I used to listen to in high school on repeat all the time. We saw all the like basically all the biggest make it of the songs, all the songs I wanted to hear. Yep. Save for maybe a couple, but um, Yeah, sure. The set was only so long. Yeah. It was a shorter set. That was another thing. It was only like 45 minutes. Which I know like the whole show all told was probably like four hours, but like um it seemed short for a closing set. It did, especially from Megadeth, you know, like the headlining ticket. It feels weird that their set was as long as everybody else's. Yeah. Um, but I mean, they they did. Um, Peace sells. That was hype. Hangar they eighteen, Holy Hangar, Wars. Yeah, Hangar eighteen, Holy Wars. They did. She Wolf. They did. Um. Uh, Badini. Which song is that? Help me. Uh, Sweating Bullets. Yeah, yeah, uh huh. Um, they did Symphony of Destruction, like all the huge Megadeth, like super hits, and it was it was awesome, really awesome. And I'm glad I got to see him before they, you know, Fort Dave can't really uh hack it anymore, and I don't blame him if he wants to take a break, man. Just like give it a rest. You've been doing this for like 40 years, you know. <laughs> you don't I'm have to keep you going. Boys had a good show. 
Yeah. Were you guys well, up in the seats? Were you guys up in the seats? Uh, no. Well, there no. wasn't any seats. It's standing room only. Yeah, we were at the armory. Okay. We stood by the sound desk. It was awesome. I love that I'm just place. Because we recently bought tickets to another show. We're going to go see Ghost again. Yes. Mm-hmm. Of yeah, I was going to bring that up. Yeah. Super hyped awesome. for that. They're playing um, a stadium. And, and, Can you like even yeah, imagine that's cra- that? crazy. I, love, I, I will forever love that the first time Corey and I saw him was in a bar. And now they're, yeah. <laughs> and now they're in a stadium. A, a bar where that. we almost both didn't go. Yeah. <laughs> where I, we I only went because we didn't want to disappoint <laughs> the other. It was like a, it was like a sitcom. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So like, what's it was the, legit like an after school uh, special yeah, it was, plot. It was literally like I was five seconds from texting you to cancel and was just like, ah, yeah. he's really and excited I did, about it. Yeah, and I did the same thing. I was like, fuck, I don't really want to, uh, but he really wants to. Yeah, and it, it's <laughs> just think of the trajectory. So you guys saw him at the Myth, which is a, a small kind of. It's like a club yeah. bar. I yeah. saw Reliant yeah. K there a number of years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, not a huge venue. Yeah, when I say bar, I suppose I should clarify. It wasn't like we saw them before they had a record deal or anything. I mean, yeah, I'm not we saw them. Like, it was like I'm shortly not trying to be after like that. Live at the Anchor. Came out. <laughs> they were, they were on like the Milleria tour or Meloria yeah. or however you say it. It's not like we were in there, you know, when they were the first time they came over from Europe or anything. Yeah, like but it was that. a pretty. But it was it definitely was a, a small venue. It was, yeah, yeah, it was not, yeah, yeah. And so, then we saw them at. at uh, some theater i can't we said yeah no. i think it was var it wasn't varsity a really theater. sweet old school theater like I yeah it was like a, it was like a, a beautiful, proper beautiful yeah it was place. a really cool place in minneapolis yeah. yep and then yep. they were at the armory which is a bigger venue um, i mean armory i would say armory 1500 people was a that? large venue how what no how many people were at that show we eight thousand eight is is the capacity of the armory. something like that it was it was a high number yeah Oh, there were smart. a ton of people at the Ghost. It was crazy. And now they're I got pushed to the front, and that lady yelled at me. <laughs> 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 That's one of my. I, I I don't like pictures of myself, but that is probably my favorite picture of myself. Is they they do the whole picture of the crowd. There's like you know, let's just say five thousand, five to eight thousand people there. Yeah. And if you zoom in, you can see me at the front just smiling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Dude, that picture you got of like the the uh, like him in the fog with like the confetti or the money or whatever it was falling. I love that those picture shots, that you dude. have. Oh, it's so those. good. I love those pictures. But anyway, uh, yeah, now we're going to go see him in a stadium. But what I was yeah. getting at was everybody, including, you know, Jack who can't be here to defend himself. Everybody wanted to be in seats. And I'm just curious, like what is, and this isn't like calling you guys out. I'll do what the majority wants. I'm a, I'm a good sheep. Yep. But like, isn't, don't you guys feel like the show is better when you're down in the, uh, in the crowd? Like don't standing you see, blows. Like, I hate standing. Really? It's that simple. Yeah. Dude, we stood for the whole Megadeth show. This was like the the prime example of why I need to like get outside and touch grass and like run (laughs) (laughs) or like do something. I sit on my ass all day. I was getting lower back aches just standing. I wasn't even doing anything like exerting myself, but my back was just like, oh, I'm going to die. There's something about standing that I, I could walk around at like walking pace for three or four hours whatever it's like who cares but standing stationary for four hours is t- infinitely worse and i don't know why sure um but to like, be i real, remember when we left the venue like walking all the way back to our car like upstairs and stuff too like no big like whatever it was nothing but like just standing some for some reason just standing is way worse yeah but to go back to your question sam um i think the last ghost show we saw at the armory I think that was, I don't know. I think that might be the last time I can do that kind of thing. And I'm not just saying like, oh, I'm decrepit and old now. It's just like the next day sucks. You have like the pox that the crowd gives you and you're like all (laughs) screamed out and everything. And um, I like just, you know, sitting and enjoying a show. Maybe I'm just lazy. 
it's definitely no big loss for a ghost. I mean, ghost isn't going to have a mosh pit or anything. And I mean, it, they're very theatrical anyway, so I'm not too bummed about it. That's very interesting because I like feeling the music down on the floor. And uh, I, you know, I haven't moshed now in over a year and a half and I'm getting older, so I don't even know. I, I tell every time I go with uh, Jack to a show, you know, I'm like, I don't know how many more times I'll be able to do this because every hit, I just feel it 10 times harder <laughs> with age. Like, there's there's getting an elbow to the back when you're 16 and there's getting an elbow to your back when you're in your mid-30s and it's very different. <laughs> um, but I mean, I get it. I just, I just like being able to feel the music and be with the crowd. Um, and I've noticed that like in this time, and this was the first time even Jack was like, no, it's got to be seats. So I was just curious, like if y'all like just enjoyed shows more from a sitting position or what? And it like it also uh, depends who you go with, right? Like if you have a larger group, it's kind of hard to you lose track of people in in the pit and stuff. And I don't know. I like to be with the people that I go to see a show with, right? That's fair. Yeah, that because we did all lose each other at Ghost, and we didn't really share the experience. I get that. Yeah, for me, it's like um, I'm not really. I don't really care that much about like the group experience, like participating with the crowd. In I, I just want to like pay attention to the music, right? And so. Yeah. That makes sense for you. Uh, and so in, in that yeah. case, all of the things being equal, it's way better to just be sitting there than, you know, like dealing with a big crowd of people standing out, you know? Yeah. I get that. And I definitely, you know, I definitely see you as being very analytical when you're watching the music live. Um, I, I, I kind of think that you give them like silent judgment the entire time. Like, I kind of see you grading them <laughs> during the show. I like, yeah, like me and Fireside Tom. I could tell, like, whenever there's a solo, like at this most recent show, whenever there's a solo, we both kind of perk up and look at the guitarist and see <laughs> what he's doing. And then if he does make a mistake, we both look at each other and are like, meh. <laughs> 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 it's just like, that's just so ridiculous because that guy's like a, a freaking professional and I'm just sitting in the crowd. Nah, it's not up to my recording, you know album pressing standard of how you should play your own guitar solo that you wrote <laughs> I, this is relevant actually i i um I, i'm sure i talked about it uh like at the beginning of covid i paid for a drum lesson from one of from the drummer from a band that i really like yeah that was cool yeah. uh one of the questions that i asked him was like because this is you go to any like kind of like like tech technical metal or like prog metal or whatever show and they're all like this uh, and I, I asked him, like, you know, when you're playing live and you look out into the crowd and you see, like, 2,700 people with their arms crossed just staring at you, like, is it weird? <laughs> Do you guys understand that, like, people are just trying to follow what's going on? And he was like, nah, it's fine. Um, like, we, we totally get it. As long as people are, like, going apeshit between songs and stuff, it's not, like, a mood killer at all. Uh, but I remember him saying, like, some places, they, they go, uh, I think it was, like, Scandinavia or wherever, like, people don't clap, clap at all until, like, the end end of the show. So it'll literally be, like, an hour or an hour and a half set or whatever of just total silence from, from the crowd. And oh, they have man. to, can you imagine trying to, like, be hype on stage and, like, give it your all and stuff and you're just getting nothing? Yeah, like, what if you're one of those, like, <laughs> bands, like, a charismatic band that you like to work with I the was crowd? literally just thinking of, like, uh, glory hammer or something like that yeah like, yeah yeah their whole Where's thing like is the like whole thing the is show. a show yeah. yeah and like people are just sitting or like kiss or something yeah or yeah. even like ghost if you're like are you with us and nobody cheers back <laughs> <laughs> like it's a silent just crickets they're uh, from scandinavia that's so true yeah they're from scandinavia <laughs> they probably don't do any of that at that show <laughs> I, I imagine that scandinavia ghost is very different than america ghost <laughs> like i don't know that's this is a complete like random aside but i remember seeing a picture of a finnish bus stop 
And <laughs> I think is, I know what this you're is gonna... this is pre-COVID. And everybody's standing like nine feet apart. And they're all just like <laughs> there's no two people together. But it's just like that is like the most Nordic thing I've ever seen in my life. Can't interact with anybody, just stoic silence. Mind your own business. Keep your head down and you'll get through this. Like nobody's interacting. Uh, that cracked me up like nothing else. Uh, Sam, I see a topic here, and I have I have to ask you about it because I'm curious. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Squid Game. Yeah. Oh, yeah. What, what the is hell this? is this? <laughs> yeah. No fair. Oh, I forgot. So, this is another example. This happened with Hades, and it's happened a few other things where I thought I discovered something kind of niche that I thought was really cool, and now it turns out that's like the number one thing in the world. So it's not even like <laughs> I don't have any hot takes. There's a show on Netflix called Squid Game, Squid Games. And uh, it's from Korea, and it's about a gentleman in an immense debt who gets sucked into a, a game thrown by the wealthy elite where you play children's games to the death. And it's very, it's very. <laughs> is this a cartoon? What is this? No, no, no. It's real. It's real life. Okay. And it's character driven. It's dubbed. It's um, dubbed. Yeah, it's dubbed. Live and action not, dubbed. Not terribly done. Yeah, not terribly, terribly done. I mean, you, you guys you know pay attention to that stuff more than me it might bother you more than it bothered me but i really liked it and um typical sam like i i you know i have no problem knocking myself this is such a typical sam thing i was like <laughs> nobody else will give this little korean show a chance i've really proven how sophisticated i am by giving this show a shot no it's like netflix's biggest show literally the entire planet gave it a shot and really liked <laughs> it so <laughs> it is good though i will say that it is good when i put that there i really felt like i was doing something and now uh, everybody who's everybody has watched it and given their thoughts on it. But if you have, I've never you even it heard shot. of it. It's really yeah. good. I'll give it a shot. Yeah, it I sounds really like it, it sounds. Is it like dark humor or is it? Like... Oh yeah, it's it's very it's okay. very dark and like I said, it's, it's, it sounds like there's it. a lot of these. There's a lot of these series and like movies where it's like you know play a game to the death, kind of like the saw. Do you want to play a game? Kind of thing. This one really triples down on making sure that the characters matter, and it honestly makes a difference. You're rooting for everybody at one point or another. And they do a lot of other little twists on the formula. They kind of go against convention with it. And uh, I genuinely, I binged it. Like it's one of those shows where I were once again, white savior Sam was like, I'll give this little Korean indie show a chance. And then I binged it like a night, um, every episode. And I highly, highly recommend it. It's very good. He finished uh, this. You're welcome. Koreans. Yeah, that's literally, you watched the whole thing. I'll be waiting for my medal. <laughs> I'll be waiting for my white guy award. <laughs> waiting for my executive producer credit. On behalf and, of uh, Korea, we'd like to present. <laughs> they give him the key Samuel to the city center <laughs> with the key to all of Korea, including North Korea. Yeah, because you watched this show. I'll tell you what, one crazy thing is that because uh, I've, I've watched a few of these Korean dramas now, and it's funny just how North Korea is such a thing. And, like, I know it's a thing, like, but I mean, like, in South Korea, it impacts every social aspect of their lives. Like, they're constantly thinking and talking about it. And all of these shows, inevitably, there's somebody from North Korea talking about how they escaped it. And it's just nuts. Like, it's just nuts that there's, like, a place as bad as North Korea is. <laughs> like, we, we just, just like, no one's... It. Yeah. We just know it. Yeah, <laughs> no one's know, doing anything about place. it. <laughs> because there's of a hell on China. Earth and just don't do anything about it. It's just nuts. <laughs> yeah. We all know. Like, every, talk to anybody. They're like, have you heard of North Korea? And they're like, yeah, that place is hell on earth. Should we do something about it? Nah. <laughs> nah. Every once in a while, one or two of them gets out. What else can we do? That's because they want that China money. China. Can't piss off China. 
Speaking of China, I got my third vaccine shot. I'm one of the first people to do it in the area. Are you Chinese now? Is that what you're saying? Uh, I have noticed, and this is a revelation I had after getting the shot, is that the only enemy of freedom is independent thought. Oh, um, okay. And that, you know, I kind of feel like we should just kind of round up everybody who doesn't agree with the government and just kind of, you know, hmm. prison them. I just kind of feel like that's I'm the only done. way we'll ever be a free and happy place. A real huh. talk, I don't know what's going on with the boosters. Like, because I, I, I had a coworker. he got an email from, like, the automated, like, from, from yeah. Epic for Sam. Uh, that's like, hey, come in for your third, for your booster shot. And he was like, what? This is like two months ago. I was like, what? He's like, okay. And so he goes in to do it, and then he gets it. And then he got like an email from his doctor or something afterwards. It was like, oh, actually, that was a mistake. You weren't, <laughs> like, it wasn't recommended for you to get it. Oh, well. <laughs> so, it's not going to hurt you. Yeah. No, I know so, it's I mean, but I don't know like what is well, like, what, something disconcerting they? to hear so though. Right now, well, <laughs> who, are they, yeah, who are they recommending so, it for? Like what are the criteria right now, they're looking for? Right now, uh it's age, like if you're older or if you have some kind of immunocompromisation. Okay. Um basically if you're at increased risk. I got in it on occupational standards because I work at a COVID testing center. Okay. Um and I'm around active COVID every day. And um I re- actually we just recently had somebody that we're all very close to get it and they said that it's the sickest they've ever been and i mean sent a very ominous message that was like you don't want to fuck with this sure (laughs) so i went and scheduled my booster that day um which is why i ended up getting it um but right now the only one that needs a booster is pfizer which i had and uh for people like me it's like six months after your injection um for people that are super immunocompromised it's as soon as 28 days after your second dose do you know um the booster is it just for the efficacy of the Pfizer one that they're recommending this? Or is it like they're they're working on a booster for all of them and Pfizer was just the first one? I'm pretty one. sure they're working on a booster. I mean, eventually this is going to be the flu. You'll get your flu shot and your uh, COVID shot. And I imagine sure. eventually it'll even merge. You'll get your, vi- your antiviral shot every year, just like you've been getting the flu shot. Um, we always knew that that was going to happen. Mm-hmm. That's not a new narrative. <laughs> yeah, it going um, endemic. Yeah, like this is everybody wants to freak out and say this is the government taking more control. And like, here's my thing that I always say to that. Of course, every politician will take advantage of anything and use it to their gain. Okay. That's not, it's not like they're not doing it. You'd be super stupid to say they're not. That doesn't invalidate the fact that the virus is real and that it's killing people and that you need to be safe. And and I've kind of backed down, even if you don't want to get the vaccine. Okay. I think you're wrong, but I, I can see why Um, you need to be safe. Like take it seriously. I think I've said something like this before. Um, I'm seeing a lot more positives at work and like people close to me are getting it and stuff. So mm-hmm. just don't, don't fuck around. Um, but that being said, I actually don't blame anybody that doesn't want to get it. Cause this is a true story. I went in to get mine and this poor, uh, pharmacy was just overrun with prescriptions to fill and people looking for vaccinations, their flu shot and their COVID shot and their COVID booster. Poor people. Um, and there's just like one pharmacist <laughs> working there. And, uh, and, um, I mean, that's how my clinic is right now. We're just overrun every single day. And, and we have we literally have people threatening to shatter our windows and come in and invade and steal all the tests. <laughs> like, it's getting... It's what getting buck wild. It's getting rowdy. I'm dead that's serious. That's crazy. Man. I'm dead serious. The world is rowdy as hell right now. So I felt really bad for him. But I kid you not, I sit down and, you know, an hour after my appointment, because they're so behind, and I'm not the person that's going to complain about that. Um, but... I sit down and the guy shoots it into my arm. He doesn't even really ask me my name or anything. <laughs> he just kind of shoot. He just jams it into my arm. And keeping my pharmacists are not designed to be point of care people. They're designed to do things behind the scenes. So, you know, 
And he goes, hey, I need you to stick around for 15 minutes because this thing's new to the world and we have no idea what the hell it's going to do to you. That's something, that's something a what? medical professional said to me. I kid you not. Isn't that... that is, wait, when was this was when you got your booster that said this? Yeah, this was this was yesterday. That's. I mean, they made me do the same thing like almost a year ago. Yeah. For like, isn't that just like a normal, hey, just stick around, make sure you don't have like an allergic reaction Yeah, or the 15 minute thing is super yeah, common. That's not not with that kind of verb verbiage. Well, sure. Like, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> that was that's like, so funny i was like you're saying that shit to people no wonder nobody trusts the vaccine you can't say that to a person that already has it in their arm yeah <laughs> oh by the way there's a small percent chance that this might just kill you outright, imagine so. literally you go to like a bar you order a shot of something and you as soon as you swallow it they're like all right now don't go anywhere we don't know yeah, yeah. <laughs> we don't know his exact words that we don't know what the hell this is going to do to you that's exactly we no, don't know I, what the hell I, this is going to do uh, to you. Crazy. i think i poured a shot of whiskey but there's an equal chance that it was just cyanide so we Bleed. need to just yeah. <laughs> so one, I mean, the general rule is don't get medicine practiced on you by any place that's too busy for its own good. And I know that. And I, but I really did want to be boosted. I want to be protected because of everything I've already mentioned. Um, but two, we need to do better on the medical side of things. I know we're all burnt out and tired, but holy shit, I couldn't believe it when he said that to me. And like, I've never been as close to like. <laughs> There's a thing I hate, and I think I've mentioned it before. When you're triaging or speaking to another medical professional, it's just a countdown, and they'll try to squeeze it into conversation however they can. Um, you know, inevitably they're going to drop the "I'm a nurse too" or "I work in the medical field." Oh whatever. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just gonna happen. Yesterday I was real close to being like, "I'm a nurse." That's not how you should talk. To me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. I didn't though. I gave the guy a break. I was like, "Okay, cool." And then I went out to my car and drove away and hoped I didn't die, and I didn't. That's good. You're not dead right it's now. It's actually, it's been the easiest one. I mean, it could be. What if you were? What you know, if you were dead? I could tell so many stories about times where I think I died, like the time I drank a bunch of bleach because I thought it would clean out my system from taking ecstasy before. Oh, I yep. Oh, that's a cla- that's a talk shop classic. <laughs> yeah, or the time that I drank, uh, or I, the time I took a bunch of Ambien because, again, I wanted to see what would happen. And Wait. I just woke up the next day. Total random change of subject, something that that reminded me of. I don't think they do this anymore. Do you remember when you said greatest hits? Do you remember when they, for like 360 and stuff, when they would take games that were popular and just change the box art and resell them as like Xbox 360 greatest hits? And it's just like a... They they still do do that? Yeah, Yeah, they usually drop them down to 20 bucks. I mean, that's usually, it's a special collection that's 20 bucks. Yeah, Yeah. that was always so weird to me. GameCube had player's choice. PlayStation had greatest hits. 360 had platinum hits. Well, yeah, I whatever. Think. Yeah, everybody does that. Where they just try, they rebox it, try to make it like a pe- so they can get that second wave of sales. Yeah, it's it's like to get that. It's to squeeze the last few drops out of it. It's like almost sure. everybody's already bought this. But, but now that there's not as bucks. much of hype around physical copies as there once was, I don't know if that's super. Dude, it's common. so hard. So I happen to really like physical copies of games. I like, like I said, I went and bought Dust Stranding to have it on my shelf. I really like. I don't know. I just like having like I'm a pharaoh in a tomb down here in my man cave. I like having things that I can physically look at. That's a collector's thing. Like I I get it. I have so much trash from like uh, modding a bunch of old school consoles that I can't justify having any more plastic in my house at this point. Yeah, I'm super jealous of that stuff. I've I've thought about contracting you to make me some stuff because I really like that kind of thing. I'll help Um, you out, man. Oh, or at least I could. A lot of the stuff doesn't even require any like hard mods it depends what you want but like what, for all it, i really all i really want dude is a ps1 with like all the best jrpgs on it and if there, if there could be some snes on there too i don't even know if that's possible 
But yeah, even just the PS1 a with like couple all the of best ways to do JRPGs that. on there. That's all I want. I want like the ultimate like JRPG machine. <clears throat> I will. But anyway, I will help um, you out. I'll probably hit you up about that sometime this week. Um. But it's becoming so hard to buy a physical copy of a game. Places just don't stock them. Like, Walmart yeah. didn't have Resident Evil the last time the new one came out, 6 or whatever. Um, and this Death Stranding, I had to go all the way to Superior to get it in Wisconsin. <laughs> Damn, all the way. That's actually yeah. a trick. Yeah, and uh, I don't know. It's frustrating for somebody like me. I wanted to, uh, I recently just wanted to have Xenoblade Chronicles 2 just because I really liked that game and I wanted to have a physical one up on my shelf. And, uh, I had ordered that one off eBay and it still came in a damaged case because like they discontinued the physical copies of it. Oh, weird. Yeah. And uh, it's a bummer for somebody like me, man. I, I don't want to see the physical like I'm fine if people want to get digital. It doesn't bother me, but mm-hmm. keep keep releasing the physicals for people like me, man. I like I like something I can hold. Yeah. Well, that, yeah, that, that's the whole thing. Like we've crested that point where. Um. It doesn't matter if you get a physical copy. Like it's still there's still so much of a digital element to yeah, it. Yeah, there's still like Games a server, service even, and all that. I like, mean, we were playing Hitman. Do you remember that? And it like paused the game. Oh yeah, and said you weren't connected to the Hitman server yeah, anymore. Yeah, it's like I'm like, playing what fucking single player game. Yeah, you do it. I mean, even I, I think this is even excessive. But do the like ch- when I launch the game, do the check in or something, right? And then just like let me play the friggin' game. Why am yeah. I? Like in the middle of this mission, and the it's like continuously fucking pinging. It makes no sense. Because you might have somehow stopped playing your your legitimate copy and played a pirated version halfway through. Somehow. True, I'm, I might have done that. Yeah, <laughs> it's like uh, there's no reason for it. You I got know. on my PS5. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So easy you to got do me. that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I agree. Like I, you know. Not to keep harping on the console modding thing. It's nice to have... The most refreshing thing was going back and playing on consoles where it's like the game was just a game. It was self-contained. It was exactly what it was supposed to be. There was no patching, no internet connectivity. You just slap the thing in and you close the tray and then you play it. (laughs) And that was all there was to it. There wasn't like all this other stuff that goes around. Like I have to update my... I boot up the PS5. I have to update my controller. How yep. many times do you have to update a controller? <laughs> like, what? Yeah. Why is this a requirement? I've, I've done like eight of those. Yeah, yep, it's like, what the hell is this? <laughs> what can you possibly be updating? Outs- like, they still have, there still aren't even really any games that utilize it very well. Oh, Des- yeah, by the way, Des- I mean. go back to Death Stranding. Their uh, use of it is uh, very good, I think. It's very immersive. Anyway, but yeah. Um, I get it. I get it. All right. Now here's one last thing, one last video game thing to harp on, and I just want a yes or no. Okay. Far Cry Six comes out this week. Yes or no? Are you getting it? Um, I will wait for sale. Probably. Yeah. Sure. I'm a solid maybe. The, the problem is, I'm like, I said this already. Far Cry is like the game you play while you're waiting for the other games that yeah. you want to come out, and that that's where we are. There's like, there's Battlefield coming out. There's the new Forza coming out. Um, I have a list here. What else is coming out? Uh, Back for Blood. Uh, that's pretty much it, whatever. But there's like three or four games that I'm like really, really looking forward to, and I still have to wait like another month. I'll probably break down and buy it. Yeah. I don't like it, would have to get some pretty stellar reviews. I'm kind of, I don't know. I'm just so burnt out on Ubisoft, man. 
I did. They yeah. just need to stop making everything the same. See, I'm really enjoying uh, this JRPG I'm playing right now, Tales of Arise, and uh, it's perfect because I don't get to play it a lot. You know, I can't play it for hours a night or anything like that. Um, but it's keeping me pretty entertained, and I think I might be happy with that. I don't think I need to go spend the money on a new game right now. But we'll definitely see. Yeah. We'll see. All right. Real quick, there's two things I want to touch on, and then we can do what did we learn today. We're kind of going on a long one here. We're almost at two hours recording. Is that cool with everybody? Anybody yep, have yeah, any sure. hard outs? <laughs> no, right. I'm good. First thing, there will be no UFO disclosure in 2021. Oh, at yeah. At least not from the government. Come on, man. What are they hiding? That's all I have to say is, come on, man. Haven't they pretty much, though, come out and said, like, haven't they really like come out and said like uh yeah there's stuff out there we don't understand we don't know what to do about it (laughs) but i i need it you know i need the papers i need the papers of the black bars of the redactions and they're just like you know i don't know it's got to be the equivalent conspiracy melon it's got to be the equivalent of if you're like isis in the middle east and there's like <clears throat> AC 130s up there that you can't see or hear or anything, and they can, <laughs> they're just like nuking you from above. There's nothing you can do oh, about yeah, it. Like drones. It's, yeah, it's <laughs> it's kind of like that where it's like, well, it's there's something there, and whatever it is is like outclasses us ten million to one. There's nothing we can do about it, anyways. Whatever. Whereas <laughs> we're just living with it. Yeah. I don't know. I just want to. I just want to hear about aliens. Come on. Tell me. Gotta go figure it out. You gotta team up with Tom DeLong. Yeah, we'll go over to like see the Marfil lights in Texas and check out our UFO. Anyway, that's just one quick thing. The other thing, I was having a discussion with a coworker who has uh, some young kiddos that are now back in school. And he was saying, I asked him, oh, is it all in person now where you're at? And he's like, yeah, it's all in person. Uh, but they have this, they have an option for like the distance learning thing still, but they call it, what do they call it? It's like inclement weather system for like, Oh learning. no. So yeah. immediately I was like, oh, so let me get this straight. If there's a snow day, is there going to be an expectation that you hop on this distance learning thing? And still commit to a full day of school. That doesn't seem right. <laughs> it's it's not. It's yeah. It's that's, immoral. That's savage. Like the one thing you had to look forward to in the winter was like you had like the the weather lottery where you'd like you check the numbers. Yeah, you're gonna you get at, at least the, like three snow days. Yeah. Yeah, and you're just like, oh, it's it's supposed to snow really heavy tonight, and if it gets really cold tomorrow morning, they might cancel school. You know, like what are you supposed to? What do you do in the winter? Just and then all yourself? you had to do, you woke up, all you just had to shovel the driveway, and then you were home free. That's it. Yeah, yeah. It's like yeah, bust out the snowblower, bust out the shovel. You know, you do that one chore, and then you can just do whatever the heck you want for the rest of the day. Funny Don't enough, there was a local, there was a local interview, um, here, and they asked if they were going to get rid of snow days, and our administration said no. They said exactly what you said: is that it's too much, it's too iconic, and it's too much. It's built into the system. That kids wake up and get excited about a snow day that they won't do that. Now, I don't know if that's changed, but that's what I, that's the last I heard on the subject was. Well, it also seems it like it it kind of works the way it is, right? Because they they anticipate like they anticipate the snow days when they set the schedule. 
there's like already a buffer there, like the budgets and the curriculum, whatever, like everything is already, you know, works the way it is. It's yeah, fine, they allot right? those days like as kind of a given. Yeah. But not, but not that there's always, I mean, there was years where there wasn't any snow days, I remember. And those yeah. were the suckiest years of my life. True. <laughs> How awesome would it be if there were snow days for being having a grown up job? For real life? Oh my God. It's happened a couple days. times. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's got to be really bad, but I have snow days. Yeah, it's happened like twice, I think, in... God, it's almost six years now. But at this point, I think the expectation would be that you'd still work, even if the weather was inclement. Oh, Unless it was affecting... now, yeah, for sure. Yeah, like I work yeah. from home, obviously, so like if, if it's... It would have to be something that knocks out my internet. That's the only way. <laughs> so if anybody knows anybody who can discreetly cut uh, fiber optic cable... <laughs> <laughs> and then repair it later in the day. In my field, we have we have a few things. We have staffing days, and then we do have inclement weather days. Staffing days are when, thanks to the staffing crisis, we literally don't have enough people to work to keep the store open, so we all get to go home. <laughs> and then uh, inclement weather days are when we, we can't get to the clinic. Wait, Sam, are you salaried? I am salaried. Ah, yeah. so you get paid on staffing days still? Yep. Hell yeah. Welcome to corporate, baby. Cha-ching. <laughs> But it never works out in my favor. I promise you I've worked way more than 40 hours a week. Like, I, 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 hooked my, I hooked my soul up to the corporate vampire machine, and I'm being oh, sucked yeah. dry. Like, make no mistake. Yep. Like, I, They'll suck I you dry about 60 hours a week, nothing man. in exchange. Like, yeah. Yep. I'm, not, I'm not making out like a bandit. <clears throat> All and, right. then I, and then I'm that guy even on days when people do get sent home. I'm like, I'm going to stay over and, and catch up on some work. Sure, sure, so. sure. All right. I got one quick thing. All right. Okay. I'll make it fast. Okay. We have been going for a while. The Mario movie. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. We do need to talk about that. <laughs> we so I just... don't have any strong opinions about this. I'm sorry. I know the whole world's going crazy. I don't get it. Like... I just need to run down the, the cast list. I don't have sure, go ahead. I don't have a, a strong opinion about the fact that they're doing a Mario movie. Uh, whatever. Like It's fine. Um, but the cast list. Okay. We have Chris Pratt as Mario. All right. Jack Black as Bowser. Charlie awesome. Day as Luigi. Awesome. Keegan Michael K as Toad. Outstanding. That's a weird one. I, uh, Seth Rogen as Donkey Kong. That's the best love one. It. So here's the thing. Apparently, like uh, Chris Pratt tweeted, or he like tweeted a video of himself going, Hey, it's me, Mario. And then he said, Just kidding. I'm working on the voice, and it's coming along. You'll have to watch the movie to find out. So they're going to do... That means Chris Pratt is going to do an insulting Italian accent for a whole movie? Is that <laughs> so that it? means they signed him for a movie before they even knew if he could do a Mario movie. Well, that, that, but he's also going to be like, Oh, Mamma Mia, Pizza Pie, oh, Luigi. That'll you know, be like, hilarious if it's like that. <laughs> if it's, <laughs> where's the shitstorm? Is it incoming? Like... Surely there's going to be some outrage about this. Nah, you can pretend to be Italian. You can pretend to be white people. Otherwise, it's fine. That's true. That's true. What about toadstool people? Don't their lives matter? I their, don't know. The, what they've had to endure in the, the Mushroom Kingdom? <laughs> uh, I don't know. Like, as soon as I heard it was going to be an animated Mario movie, I was just like, what? Yeah, How is why, this going to work? Why? Why? why it yeah, won't be i really yeah like there's there's not plot there like the princess is kidnapped and mario jumps across a bunch of blocks to get her and he doesn't which talk makes me think yeah which <laughs> makes you think that they're gonna go the meta way 
which I'm really sick of. I'm really sick of the the Hollywood. Uh, to me, Meta seems like a get out of jail free card ever since it worked for the Lego movie. Yeah, it seems like it's going to be a Jumanji situation or yeah. whatever. Yeah, any movie where it feels like it it can't work, they're like, well, we'll just we'll just wink at the the camera every five seconds about how stupid it is. It'll yeah, be, it'll be it. Chris Pratt playing some like uh, deadbeat dad who's like. Oh, I've, I'm failing my family. I'm letting my whole family down. My wife's divorcing me. My son doesn't talk to me anymore. I can't even unplug I have this stupid is, toilet. <laughs> yeah, the only thing I have is my old Nintendo. And then he'll like fall asleep playing it, and then he'll become Mario. Yeah, <laughs> something. I could, I, I could, I could one thousand percent see that seeing the actual plot. And then they go for like the easy heart tug where he saves his kids, like basically the hook plot. Yeah. <laughs> uh. And I don't know why they're bothering making another Mario movie when the perfect one already exists. Hell yeah, I loved that movie True. as a kid. I know it's like a universal stinker, but I loved that. That movie. was one of those movies that has been. It probably still is perpetually played, syndicated on cable for like yeah. thirty years straight. <laughs> <laughs> I, I read about that, that movie, movie every time I went to the video store. It uh, the weird thing about the original Mario movie is you watch it. And it's like, okay, this is like nothing like, this does not have any resemblance to the video game. But everything kind of makes sense in that movie. How they would, how the people that were tasked with making a movie about Mario would arrive at where they did. To me, when I watched it, it was just like, well, how do we explain all this if we're doing a live action Mario? And you watch it, and it's like, it makes sense. It's ridiculous and stupid, but it makes sense. <laughs> um, yeah, it's just, it's a very, I don't know. I actually kind of like that movie. Fight me. I, I don't do know. Um, I like it, too. I like the whole evolution thing. There are people that evolve from dinosaurs instead of monkeys. And they just live in an underground city, and that's why, you know, <laughs> when they go down warp pipes, they're literally going underground. They're not going uh-huh. to, like, some fantasy. Li- yeah, there's, like, so much weird. It's rad. It's rad. <laughs> Uh, it has this weird dystopian like water world almost. <laughs> uh, anywho, yeah, I guess yeah, we'll I see. Mean, uh, my daughter will like it, and I will go see it with her. I mean, as soon as she found out a Mario movie was coming out, she freaked out because she loves Mario. Um, so I, I get that there's a lot of hate for Chris Pratt, and and I kind of am scared about how much hate there is for Chris Pratt because he hasn't even like come out and said anything controversial. There's just a rumor that he might be conservative. <laughs> he might be. Because he's a Christian, and so people, of course, have started hating him. And, well, he's uh, from Ely. I don't agree with that. I don't agree with that. <laughs> oh, is he yeah. from Ely, Minnesota? Yep. He is from Ely, yeah. I didn't know that. I didn't know he was from here. So wow. he's he's one of our boys. And he lives in Hawaii. You mean Eli, he Minnesota? In, in a van. Eli? <laughs> Eli? Imagine pronouncing it Eli. Imagine doing that. Imagine <laughs> unironically saying Eli, Minnesota. But most of that cast is solid. I think Charlie Day as Luigi could rock. I, I agree. No yeah. problem with Blackjack as Bowser. I think that could be like the greatest villain. Did of you just time, say Blackjack? With you, yeah. Jack Black as Bowser. You said Blackjack though. Yeah, but yeah, that's not what you said. <laughs> yeah, roll it's the 10, tape. Fifteen, and I'm an old man. <laughs> what do you want from me? No, I've, I've technically been asleep for twenty minutes. But I think the funniest, the whole memeable thing, is just the announcement video that at the Nintendo Direct with the the yeah, translator. Chris Pratt, he's so cool. He's so cool. <laughs> and it's like the translator says it in such a weird way. Yeah, that, that was really that was really funny. <laughs> He's so cool. Can't wait to see him play Mario. Yeah. Anywho, we've been going for a while now. 
uh, we'll see how this Mario movie turns out. But we have more important things to get to, like uh, what did we learn today? I got one. All right. I learned that Sam apparently sits around with his friends in the medical circle and talk about how great I am. And the only reason he hasn't told me is because he doesn't <laughs> want to shock my ego. Yep. That's true. Yeah. Fair true. Enough. All of it. <laughs> I learned that. I learned. Oh. Oh. No, go ahead, Sam. Go ahead. Go ahead. I learned that school buses are way heavier than we thought, and that we'd probably need a lot more kids to lay down on the road to stop one. That's actually a true fact. That's like an actual learning. Yeah. Unironically. Yeah, I really did learn that. Yeah. I learned that. Aw, Sam is wearing the same outfit he wore on our first recording. <laughs> Aww. Aww. You noticed, babe. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, anyhow, as always, thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening. If you made it this far, congratulations. You win nothing. But you win the opportunity to tell your friends about a pretty cool podcast with uh, three white guys talking about video games for most of it. That's pretty cool. <laughs> I'd be pretty hype if only, I heard of such a thing. There's surely we're the this. only modern show that that went, went against the grain and reduced diversity in 2021. <laughs> Consciously, that's actually no, just true. Kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> we we went wider. You've heard of diversity hires? How about anti-diversity fires? Ah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we joke, or do we? And we'll we don't. At that. We don't joke. Actually, we never joke. Could you be any vaguer than that? Of our whiteness that he <laughs> I'm sorry. What did you just say? Nothing. All right. All right. <laughs> All right. Thanks, everybody. See ya. Yep. Bye. Bye.